This is our land. A land of peace and of plenty. A land of harmony and hope. This is our land. Oceania. Welcome to the Survival Podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survived the apocalypse, so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. Uh, and this week we're doing 1984, as promised. Now hear this. <laughs> this podcast has been, uh, what is it, uh, deleted <laughs> or uh, dissolved due to... Uh, vaporized. Vaporized due to thought crimes. But no, if it was vaporized, then like it just wouldn't appear on iTunes. It'd just be gone. <laughs> yeah, it'd like, just be gone. Deleted. You would just search "disaster artist podcast" and that just there'd be no results. <laughs> and the words "disaster" and "artist" and "podcast" would have been deleted from the dictionary. Should we do that as a joke? The week <laughs> this goes up, just delete our RSS feed for the for the week <laughs> completely. Would that work? <laughs> We'd have to start completely from scratch. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, for a it's joke. It for the, joke. <laughs> the irony being that people that had subscribed to the podcast have to reason. Yeah, so they might not get the joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, how come we only have 10 subscribers now? <laughs> cool joke, bro. Cool joke. Uh, so yeah, this week we're, we're going ahead and doing 1984 by George Orwell. Or Eric Blair. Oh. Orwell was his pen name. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Because I was reading a thing about uh, his wife, who was just titled as Mrs. Orwell, and yeah. how she owned the rights and gave them to these this producer in 1980 for the film and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause she protected them for... Because she hated the 50s film, apparently. He so did George Orwell. I don't think he was alive for the 50s film. Was he? Yeah, okay. Oh, no, maybe it was just she didn't like it then. Yeah, I think he died in like 1950. I want to say 51, I could be. Yeah. Or he just stopped writing that. Because he was prolific enough. Like, I think as yeah. soon as he... if Once his writing stopped, it was he was dead. Because, yeah, because he was sick, right? He he had TB right in 1984. I don't know if he died of TB, but he was still sick. Yeah. Um, after it. I think he died in like 1950. One, I can't get on internet here, so it'll be up oh. to you to Google that to confirm. I, uh, I can probably tell you very soon. Um, although I can get on my mobile. But yeah, I know she was protective because uh, Bowie yeah. wanted to do a musical of it, yeah. and she was having none of it. And thank God, because much I like Bowie, a fucking musical sound. It would just be appalling. <laughs> he died in 1950, aged 46. Oh, okay. There you go. Wow. Yeah, because I think the first film was 56. Yeah, it wasn't it? Uh, that's mad. I didn't know that he died that early. Yeah, and he wouldn't have been old either. Like, he'd have only been... He wouldn't have even been 50 or even hitting 50. That's crazy. The, um... But yeah, the, like, I had a quick skip through the original film this morning. It was on YouTube. Like, just to see what it looked like compared. It looked fairly similar to me, just not as stylized. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I've seen bits of the original film. I don't remember it being yeah. bad for a film. Like, <laughs> No, no. Anyway. That's I'm not sure what, <laughs> what did she think of the end I think she, di- she died before it was... Uh, she died shortly after signing over the rights. Yeah. 
And apparently they wanted it originally in black and white, but the studios, the classic story, the studio were like, nobody will go to a black and white film. <laughs> so, it's a good thing. Like, why would you do that in black yeah. and white, though? Like, it's... So neat. But they did... Uh, they saturated or desaturated all the colors. Yeah. But then loads of studios put the color back in before playing it. And when they did DVD, remastered DVD a couple of years ago, they accidentally recolorized it all. <laughs> Just really funny. They took away that kind of like satur- or, uh, desaturated look from it. Mm. Well, you, you just watched that last night? I just watched it last night. Well, I watched it in two sittings, actually, because I watched it really late at night the other night and got about an hour in. And I was like, oh, I'm falling asleep. And then I watched it then... Uh, yesterday for my lunch because you texted me last night and you had said very I, i'm not sure your exact word but was it you said very hard watch or when i finished it yeah, yeah. but was that what you'd said very hard it no very i said that watch. was just it was a tough film i think yeah but so in what regards did you um i didn't well, know if you meant that like it, it was a bad film that you know no it's not a bad film it's just more it's it's a very dated film style the way it's shot and it's, in some ways it's and it's very slow moving but that's all the tone of the world and stuff like that and yeah yeah so and as a story i think it's a very tough story to watch but i guess yeah that's more what because like the text it sounded you sounded it sounded more like shocked like the way you were after green room maybe or something it sounded like that or at least that's how i i thought either you were shocked by the narrative of it or shocked by the film being shit i didn't know what oh, it was okay, yeah, like yeah. it sounded like it could be either um no in 1984 i quite liked the film like I, yeah yeah in 1984 it was definitely the the context and the tone that i had trouble with not necessarily i didn't fault it i wasn't like oh it's a really bad film um john hurt's amazing in it he's a fucking great yeah, actor yeah. and again like we were having this conversation earlier of like actors who have no idea what age they are in it like he could be his character like just because the life he's had he could be 27 and he could be 50 like you're just not sure yeah yeah but look of him he's meant uh, to be 39 in the yeah, character yeah. anyway because there's a scene where he's doing the touching his toes and your woman on the screen calls him out for not being able to do it and she's like anybody under 45 should be able to touch their toes yeah and uh, you're like oh, i wonder what age he's meant to be and then I was looking up to see what age John Hurt was when he made it and all that. Like, I can't remember what, he, what age he was. But. It's one of those ones because in my memory I always kind of have to stop and think about it. It's like, was it John Hurt? Yeah. Or was it who, somebody else, Gary Oldman, I always think, which yeah. of them is it? Um, if, and I, even recently it just popped into my head and I was like, was that Gary Oldman? And I had to check. So I, I genuinely actually thought Gary Oldman was also in it. <laughs> as like a different character of like just his mate or something yeah I had a really vivid yeah. memory of him looking at all the guys in the room playing chess in the like the cafe the, the yeah, uh, yeah. Where, uh, we, where the last scene is but there's a scene earlier in where he's looking at that and the guys are playing chess real quietly and I had in my head because so long since I've I don't I don't know if I'd actually ever seen it all the way through and I, I had in my head that there's a whole scene where he's like just sitting with his friends talking in that room and I had in my head that uh, it was Gary Oldman was one of them for some reason yeah, but obviously yeah. it was John Hurt in my head thinking <laughs> like the same way you're like yeah, was it was it? they kind of look similar even yeah, like yeah. <laughs> similar style of actor it's kind of like my, the distinction between the two has only really changed recently because Gary Oldman still does a lot 
Yeah, John Hurt doesn't do much. Yeah. And he's a bit older looking, I think, isn't he? He might be, I don't really know. <laughs> you don't know. So how familiar... Because you, you hadn't seen it in full before. Yeah, I thought I had. Okay. And then watching it, I realised I hadn't. So how familiar or unfamiliar would, were you with 1984 in general? Before I watched it, I knew the whole like Big Brother's watching you thing, the screens monitoring everything everybody does, the extreme kind of socialism world, but I didn't know the kind of real ins and outs of the film and like... Like actual, like the, the, the story. story of, yeah, okay. yeah. Because um, I thought I'd seen it years ago, but I mustn't have. As I, as I watched it, I went, oh, I definitely haven't seen this. Yeah. Like, I was really surprised that there was so much. I didn't know about the whole, um, I know we'll get into it later as we go into it, the whole repression of, like, sex and relationships and all that kind of stuff. Like the, that. Yeah, because, like, that's the most crucial part to the success of the regime like yeah and i did like i i had no idea about any of that i was really surprised by all that and that so much of it was about him falling like at first when i realized oh this is about him falling over this girl i was like i didn't expect this storyline i thought it'd be more about him being like rebelling against the system and stuff like that but then as i went on that is him rebelling against this you know it's funny like used when you're used to like the sort of Joss Whedon or Terminator Salvation type the very black and white this is what a rebellion is in a sci-fi like yeah yeah a little bit where there's like no real undertone or nuance to well no I knew it obviously it had a lot more to it. oh no I'm just saying newer sci-fi yeah, like yeah. there's no or we were talking about before with fucking Hunger Games and that there's, yeah. there's no personal uh, rebellion in any of those things like because there's no personality there's no characters like no, like Katniss is one of the most wooden characters, <laughs> and she's the main character, and it's see, it's, and like it's, it's not until you said she, I even knew who that was because oh, <laughs> that's how little character there is in those uh, things. Yeah, no, I was just curious, but yeah, so the the plot for people that haven't read, I would I'd hope people have at least fucking seen the film between last episode and this one. As we were saying in the last episode, you talked about like the book sales and how yeah yeah. Uh, it, they dropped and you're worried people don't oh, but, see, yeah, see yeah, yeah. oh but I even mean like the fact that we've done two like surely people that listen to the last episode would be like well I'll go watch the film before <laughs> yeah, yeah. knowing that we're doing it like, we gave them warning like, yeah I'd assume they've watched it like this, this and if episode, you haven't pause this go watch it and come back in two hours and <laughs> yeah so I guess we, we shouldn't go we'll only go in, into the plot because it can topics from it yeah. so it's set in 1984 set in Airstrip One, which would have formerly been uh, Great Britain. Yeah. And it's a province of Oceania, which is a, a massive state. And it's a world that's just, there's a war going on. You don't, uh, there's perpetual war with, they're currently with Eurasia, but it was, they were at war with East Asia. Yeah. Or it's it? the other way around. The point being that it changes regularly <laughs> anyway. Yeah. They're constantly at war uh, and there's an omnipresent government that watches over the people, practice surveillance, public uh, manipulation and just general... Awfulness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a political system described as English socialism. Yeah. Or in Newspeak, the language of the state, it's Ingsoc. Ingsoc, yeah. Which is the part? Is the name of the party, isn't it? Or is that the... Well, that's English socialist. It's the, oh, so okay, be, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they'd have been, the idea being they would have uh, started as maybe like the English Socialist Party. Yeah, yeah. And now they're, 
daring suck. Or people before profit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so the face of the uh, of Ingsoc is Big Brother, who's this uh, a perfect cult of personality type figure who probably isn't real, or never existed, <laughs> or maybe yeah. existed. It was once a party leader, like yeah, yeah, an unknown amount of time ago. But probably most likely, never like a, a composite of just facial features that people react. To, too positively like, yeah, yeah. like the perfect size nose or something like this. yeah, yeah. Just a pleasant face because he's not it's not like it's not like a young handsome man or anything but no, somebody, it's a strong leader yeah, type yeah. Face. yeah. it's a stalin-esque like yeah kind of although have you ever seen the picture of young stalin like when he's Pod- 20 probably yeah handsome motherfucker I saying, yeah i was gonna say yeah he's, Rid- always, he's really ridiculous <laughs> Like he it's looks lady killer, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he looks like a fucking not not a CW actor because they look like they take too good a care of themselves. He looks like a, a HBO <laughs> leading man. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. He's Hollywood, like yeah, yeah, but not like that real fucking like the guy from Arrow, Hollywood, like that real generic. No, no. But Hollywood of his time, maybe? No, I would say more of it. Like, I thought HBO would have been a good... Like, whereas there's yeah. a bit rough around the edges, but still handsome. Like a fucking Matthew uh, McConaughey. Yeah, like yeah. That kind of... Yeah. Like, not pretty by handsome. No, but handsome. But, like, drinks whiskey and might, like, slap you. <laughs> but it's <laughs> still really good looking. Yeah, yeah. Looks good in photograph. He'll look good in the wedding photos next year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so the main character, uh, Winston Smith works for the Ministry of Truth. Yes, which is news, entertainment, education, and art propaganda. Yeah. Um, or just propaganda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, uh, that's what they call themselves. <laughs> and so he's always been suspicious of the party, found proof of it once uh, when he was, he was tasked with rectifying a particular document. And we can get into that after. And... It's only recently he started keeping a journal and obviously yeah. like he, he's expecting that the thought police will come from him any day now. But I, I guess he, uh, it's, I don't know why, why I, I'm not sure why at 39 he, he decides to kind of seek uh, a somewhat of a rebellion. But anyway, yeah. he's become suspicious of other people in the party that might feel the same way. And then he meets two of them throughout the story and we'll get to later but it's mainly about he meets a girl Julia who uh, just gives him a note one day saying I love you and yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes of them like looking at each other from across rooms and stuff before that and then suddenly she gives him the note yeah now that's in the film in the book it's more he suspects her of being a spy at the start he she sees him somewhere and it's like voiceover which is like obviously him writing in his journal as he goes she's gonna turn me in any minute now yeah and then the next scene is she hands him the note i think in the book he plans to murder her oh yeah Uh, i don't know if that's in the film i can't remember he says he says i wonder can i get away with murdering her i know this definitely isn't in the film but when they meet for the first time in the book he admits to her one of the first things he says to her is that when he first saw her he wanted to rape and then kill her <laughs> wow yeah 
But I suppose he <laughs> lived a horribly repressed life, which is part of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird thing to say on a first date. I think that's sort of... Though that kind of suggests the kind of like... He's been repressed to be savage in his mind. Of but course. Not, you yeah, know, that's yeah. kind of, it's very... Um, he doesn't know how to talk to a, a woman. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's not knowing how to talk. I think it's just like... I mean, so he's been just being honest. Yeah, yeah. Because that's... Isn't that how the whole society is based? Is like speak your mind all the time, but your mind well, should why would, be saying like, this. They uh, they're sort of rebelling against Big Brother in the mind, at least. Yeah, that would and the rebelling to that would just be would be being honest and saying what you're actually. Talking. Oh, I suppose. And that's you were saying the thought police there, uh, or was it thought crimes? Is the idea of even thinking about going yeah, against we, the party like word? Yeah, yeah, but I would like to, we should probably get to other things before that. Yeah, yeah, no, just you said it there, I was just, uh, okay, go on. Um, <laughs> sounded so, like such an order, okay, go on. <laughs> no, no, because we should talk about the party before the yeah. these things they put in place. So the party is, like we said, Ingsoc. There's the inner party and the outer party. Winston would be the outer party. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure in the film how to really go about establishing that. I found it really confusing at the start. In what way? I just didn't, I wasn't sure. Because there's the, there's the inner party, the outer party, and then there's the proles who are yeah. like the lowest lower class. And it took me a while to figure all that out. They were saying it and I was like, so who are the proles? You know, I'm kind of watching it going, you keep talking about proles, who are proles? And then I didn't know, were the proles the rebels? Are they other right. people? You know, I was really confused as to how... Like, was he middle class? Was he lower class? Um, but then eventually I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting it now. Yeah. The inner party would be the elite. Yeah. The 2% who, they're... they're the upper class. Yeah, but not even just upper class the way we, as we know it. They're the upper yeah. class in this world, but they're the, the people behind Big Brother, essentially. Yeah, yeah. The outer party are, like, the middle class. So with kind of respectable-ish jobs. Well, not even respect... Well, they're the, work, they're the workhorse yeah. of yeah. the party. The proles essentially don't belong in the party. They're not. They're yeah. essentially not members. The in, the outer party would make up 13%. That, you know, it's like it's just yeah. enough to keep it ticking over. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, 13% of a big population like that would be plenty. Like Yeah, yeah. They, they're the civil servants, as it were, who run it, kind of, is it? If you think of like a North government, I, I would say it's like the the best comparison for us would be when you take like the Irish, like the Rising. Yeah, you know the way like the the, the Dublin people didn't want it to happen. Yeah, yeah, and they kind of wanted the Irish Republic to like just abandon their plans, like <laughs> because they were kind of happy with the status quo of you know like. Yeah, because they were in a, a populate like Dublin was a capital. People in the country were the ones affected. They'd be the proles, I guess. They'd be the ones yeah, affected yeah. worse by it. In real life, the, the proles in nineteen eighty four don't tend to give a shit. No, but, <laughs> no, it's it's like the 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 outer party are the they're the biggest victims of it all. Like they're not yeah. really respected or even really members of anything. They're just kind of called it for. Yeah, they're just kind of manipulated into it, but forced to be the manipulators and be manipulated at the same time it's kind of yeah well 
Especially like they he, don't know they're being fu- like half of them don't are just uh, they're indoctrinated into it. Like, yeah, so yeah. at this point they're just going along with it. They don't even need, know they're manipulating anything at this stage. Yeah, but they're certainly the biggest victims of it all. The proles are seen, or the proles are just working class. Like they're the people that are, they're seen as almost like they're too they're too uneducated to be a, of use of to the party. Yeah, they're, so they're just they just do really menial labor work to keep things going. If even no, but they, they don't like they're assen- they don't really they they oh, right. work for themselves. Like th- technically, that that government still like it's in control, it oversees them, but kind of just doesn't give a shit about them. Like they don't yeah, have yeah. telescreens screens in their homes. They don't have oh, to go right, to okay, the two yeah. minutes of hate. They don't. See, is that's, that not that's, in the film at all? That's no? what I got really confused about watching the film. No, the proles are just like it's not like they're geog- geographically separated, but just to make the. It's almost like they, they might as well be like they're in the ghettos, kind of. Even everybody's yeah. in ghettos in it. But, yeah, yeah. But they're also it's only the outer party who are watched and observed and all. You see, that's what I didn't get watching the film. Like everybody would be technically watched in the like the 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 thought police could come down on anybody. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the proles aren't expected. They don't have to go to any of these fucking the two minutes of hate. They don't have to get permission to get married. Like no. they they they. They have more freedom. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's even one of the party slogans is animals and proles are free. Oh, okay. And there's something, is there something else? But they're also not considered... Well, now, there is a... There is a... In, I think it's in the film and not in the book. Yeah. The, when Winston's talking to... Is it... I can't remember the character's name, but the guy that's working on the dictionary, the new edition of Oh, music, yeah. And... Winston says something along, something along the lines of "Only the pretty soon, only the proles will be the ones able to speak or whatever." I I can't really remember oh, yeah, the yeah. outfit. And he says, "Oh yeah, but they don't count as people." Yeah, I was so confused. Like that's why I thought the proles were the rebels. No, the proles are just like, are just essentially are working class. Yeah, you see, I was really confused by that watching it. I didn't think the film explained that very well, but that was maybe I was just stupid. <laughs> so like the the guy he rents the room from for yeah, him and yeah. Julia he'd be a pro oh okay yeah. I thought he was just so the black market they'd all be proles yeah, essentially yeah. it's like British working class anybody with that accent like yeah yeah because that's one of the like when he's thinking about possible plans of escape in it one of them and it's just like there's no escape it's just like the fantasy of oh what you could do yeah. like what we talk about uh, yeah one of them is like learn how to do that working class accent and just pretend to be a pro <laughs> like, oh yeah okay that's funny now they now they talk about forced labour camps and all that yeah and that's where the actually I think I've made note of exactly what he says about proles here yeah, so like the the proles are seen as being too uneducated to actually be of hassle, but when Winston's writing in his journal, he uh, he thinks that they're kind of the only chance, being that they're you oh, know yeah. if the, it's like they're too too stupid to rebel almost is that the attitude? Yeah, yeah, kind of balls like too stupid and how do I let me think of how to phrase this without sounding too controversial (laughs) but like certain parts of society in Ireland at least where there's people that are really content with just not doing anything (laughs) but yeah so Winston mentions that inside Oceania a rebellion could only happen 
with if they got together in groups and twos and threes. Yeah. The few proles that seem capable of doing that are vaporized the same as Oh others. yeah, they're just a, yeah, vaporized. But when they mention like the forced labor camps, that tend where uh somebody from the outer party might be you know, hung in the square as an example or whatever. Yeah. Because proles, you can't really make an example of the proles because they're, they're too proles. stupid to get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, not even, but the, yeah, and the inner, the outer party, you can't make an example of a prole to an outer party. So the proles tend to just be shipped off to the forced labor oh, yeah. camps. Because it's the outer party you're trying to control because yeah, they're, yeah. the, they're the educated people who can act, could actually make a difference. Yeah. And they also like uh, Big Brother uses the proles kind of an example as an example like their whole anti-capitalism thing is kind of salt on the liberation of the proles yeah so they talk about how the proles uh well they make it like they were slaves to capitalists yeah, and yeah. all this and that they never had any freedoms and they were treated like cattle and that it was big brother that liberated them oh okay so, yeah and give them a better life yeah so and i guess that's kind of why they're happy yeah but it's kind of but they're allowed they're allowed so much more than the outer party. Yeah, yeah. Like they've got like they have pubs and stuff. No, no the outer party are allowed to drink, but it's still state owned. And oh yeah, there's a scene where he goes to the pub and he goes to walk in, and then he goes to the shop instead, and it's just full of people just being kind of free and wild. Yeah, and yeah. They, I assume they're all pros. Yeah, like and they they have films. They have football games. They yeah. And it's meant like Winston mentions in the book how like that they're just happy with that. That's all they need. All they need is hooking to do a few hours manual labor a day to get enough to go to the pub, watch the football, yeah, go yeah, drinking, yeah. which is kind of what a lot of those people you didn't want to insult, <laughs> like in a genuine. Yeah, like, no, there's, like, there's so mean, many people I know, so many people who are like that who come across so many people like that uh, who they're on the dole, they don't do anything. Like, they go to the pub every day, every night after dinner, or they spend their money gambling or whatever, and they just... I always wonder what they do all day. They <laughs> just sit around. Yeah, they do nothing. Yeah. They don't do anything. Like, you know, it's... Uh, well, those people... Yeah. Like, that's, and they're happy. Like, they're happy doing that. So you don't really need to control that section of society. It's very easy. No. It's kind of like... The, kind of control it, that kind of that sort of section kind of controls itself anyway you can kind of yeah they're easier manipulated i suppose in some sense oh, i think the point is they're not being manipulated because you don't need to it's like you yeah, don't need yeah. to manipulate them it's like they're happy they, they have their needs and wants yeah. and if you just give them that to them they'll fuck off yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> kind of the attitude like they'll leave us alone if we just give it to them yeah which yeah that works that works in society <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, right. And then the few that, if they do become a problem, well, off to the forced labour camp. <laughs> yeah, off you go. That's it. Dude, that's something... Uh, oh, no, we'll get to that. Because uh, it's not forced labour camp, actually. It's joy joy camp. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. There was a, isn't that a, I knew there was another name for it. Uh, so then the inner party are all like, they're the really elite just ruling... They are the party, basically. Yeah, they're, yeah, the, yeah. they're the politicians and uh, at the top, basically. And yeah, the yeah, upper they're class. Not necessarily politicians themselves, but they're in the inner circle, as it were. Yeah, like it'd be people that run. It'd be the actual people that's fucking running the show. But you'd imagine also just like 
the intellectuals, the guys who just were there from the beginning. Like, yeah, yeah. Though it's jumping way ahead, it's jumping to the end, essentially. But it does come up later in it that you actually don't just if you're the if your DAO is in the inner party, you don't automatically just you're you not guaranteed. Yeah, you like you still have to actually be useful. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There's no hanging on. Which is quite different than real life. Because you would you Yeah. That's the big difference if nineteen eighty four was happening now. You'd just be born into the inner party, like Yeah, it's kind of in a little bit it crosses over with the the purge kind of universe in that a little bit that it's all the super rich stay super rich at the very top where yeah, yeah. in this kind of universe in the universe of this it's not quite that it's but that, that still exists like there's a scene where is it he goes to o'brien's office i know that's skipping ahead a little bit but it kind of explains really well where o'brien is able to turn off the the yeah, screen yeah. and he's like you can do that and he's like yes it's a privilege yeah yeah and then he has wine he's like this is called wine would you like more of it and stuff and it's just like he really is such a class above yeah, like, yeah. the uh, uh, Smith like it's crazy yeah so we actually we just mentioned O'Brien is he is the first person that for no reason other than he sort of looks like Winston sees him and he knows he knows him like he's a member yeah. of the inner party but just kind of by looking at him Winston just feels that he's on his side with how he might feel about all this all this there's a lot of that track kind of goes on if people looking at each other and go yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah well that like you, you kind of get that from people though where you can yeah. look at the like especially like i'm trying to think of an actual scenario but i'm definitely in positions well, it, where there's a group of people who are all talking shite and there's one person in the group you just look at and you both know that you're both <laughs> thinking, yeah these people are idiots like <laughs> i give you a good example i remember our very first day of college and we were all sitting in it. The canteen is like everybody for different courses. And they were coming and calling people who were doing what course. And I looked around the room and I spotted you and a couple of the lads and I went, yeah, he's in my class. He's in my class. He's in my class. Just by the way, how you were carrying yourselves, how you were dressed. And I guessed every single one of them right. I think I was wearing a jack nicholson shining t-shirt so it's probably an easy yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell that he that that lad was doing a but film like ken steven phil gary all the lads i spotted them straight out it's like yeah i bet they're doing the film course and true enough they all did like but that's a, like i was like oh they're my people <laughs> so we're like in a weird kind of way yeah um and the i lost what i was saying there um well i think in this way o'brien it's more like his uh i think he could just tell that he was a man of intellect and yeah. a man of intellect what if he if he still had that look yeah. to him he hadn't fallen in for this big yeah, yeah. shite I even, even actually at the start it's, it's part of the opening scene and i only now does it make so much more sense to me thinking back on it is it's showing all the people doing the hate 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 stuff and uh smith isn't doing it he's just he's standing there not shouting and he catches eyes with O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. Who's also not doing it at the front. But the none of the inner party are actually chanting anyway at the front. But he's looking back at him and they kind of make eye contact. And then uh, Smith starts doing it. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was just like, oh, he got caught not doing it. So he's trying to do it. But that's where the moment all the decisions are made, I suppose. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like they share a moment of, yeah, isn't this mad? <laughs> 
yeah, the two minutes of hate is such a weird thing as well. Yeah, it kind of shows it, the fanaticism, I suppose, that they're trying to control them of... And is it a moment of trying to get people's savagery out of them a little bit? Because they're so repressed as well. Or, uh, it's like, take your anger out on this guy, not us. We're love. Yeah. You know, is that- well, it kind of is, but it's... I mean, the idea with everything they control is to, to, to keep all the emotions for the party. Like, the idea with sex being treated the way it is, it's like, yeah. you ruin the sex... Like, to take away the sex instinct... Yeah, so they're trying to find ways to, like, breed it out of people and use chemicals and stuff to repress it all and stuff, isn't there? Uh, There's one point where they're at a lecture and a guy is explaining about getting rid of sex drive and the need for sex and all this kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, but they don't use chemicals. I, d- I don't know, it's left kind of vague as to exactly how they're going to do it. Oh, okay, sorry, but what I was getting at, like, well, they have, like, they... I'm not sure how that is in the film. Like they've already yeah. essentially like they've they've kind of abolished the sex instinct from people. Yeah, yeah. Where marrying people get married to have kids and be be good to the party and give another yeah. kid to the party and from once they're out of the womb the kids are t- taught to like the party's more your parent than your parents yeah, and yeah. they're taught to essentially to join the young spies and spy on their parents. The yeah. idea with why governments would do that is they don't want emotion outside of the party. Yeah. Every, like, every emotion is to be for the party. That's why you would get rid of the sex instinct. Yeah. That would just create a hysteria within people. And that's what the two minutes of hate is about. Just <laughs> yeah, to yeah. get out your... Just uh, But I don't, think, I don't think it's to get anything out. I think it's to keep yeah. it. I think it's to, I think it's to reinforce that. Oh, yeah, completely. Feelings. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. even, like, they have the screen of... It's the guy who was against the party, supposedly, by history. Yeah. And that's it's his image, and they're all shading hate at him. And then the second the screen changes to Big Brother, they all, like, stop, and they're all, like, real peaceful. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're under the eyes of, you're safe now. This is, Big Brother's watching you, and you're safe. That's uh, scary stuff. <laughs> you know, people who, people who fucking, people who don't get, don't, like, look, uh, the, the guys I know who are the biggest, like, dickhead misogynists that just fucking hate women, they're just assholes that yeah. will always talk about, like, oh, I'd ride that one and all this. They're yeah. lads that fucking haven't had sex in 10 years. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just so totally repressed. Like, Yeah, and but it's not just about repression in this, like, well, that yeah, with them it is. But, like, I think there's a, a direct correlation to... Uh, as well, like just people's intelligence, maybe. I think like not having sex makes people stupid, or maybe. <laughs> I think the I, no, I think because I think like, and I think why that works for Big Brother because if you're, if people have if people are sexually fulfilled in a healthy sexual relationship, they're gonna be they're gonna end up happy in themselves. And if you're happy yeah. in yourself, you you've got no need for a for a Big Brother. Uh, I suppose yeah, I suppose yeah. So like they don't want that. Like so they just remove that completely. And yeah. then all, all See, that has to be put into <laughs> yeah. Because people, pe- like as as human beings, we we crave love. Yeah, yeah. Like that's part of our instinct. We crave to be held and loved and to love. And so they're putting all the all of that towards Big Brother rather than another person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, another okay, actually a better example. I always feel like I have to say this because we mainly have American listeners. 
Oh, yeah. And I don't think this is the same in America, but in Ireland and England and a lot of Europe, it's a big thing where there's groups of scumbags who go out on nights out and their only reason to go out is to fight. Yeah. Is to get into a fight <laughs> or attack trouble. somebody. And all I think about those people, like when I see that, I'm like, man, the only reason I've ever gone out to a nightclub is to try, to try and meet, is to either get drunk with friends yeah. or to try and bring home a girl. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise, uh, otherwise, why would you why go? Would you go out to fight? Like, <laughs> but it's because well, they probably they, they don't have like good a good social presence, so they can't just go out and get drunk with their friends. Or if they do that, that's what results in fighting. Yeah, and oh well, they probably do go out hoping to get a girl, but aren't very good with other people, and they're just like <laughs> assholes in general. And that's why they end up fighting because yeah. it's an aggre- it's a, an aggression thing because they're not happy they themselves. usually end up fighting each other as well yeah yeah <laughs> or some but, poor bastard who just gets in the way yeah somehow. yeah yeah just a wrong place wrong time some lad walking home yeah but it's just it's yeah like but it's it's nearly a direct correlation of they go to the club get turned by down by a bunch of girls go outside and fight a guy yeah the hysteria caused by not having success with yeah. the opposite sex, causes them to go out and fucking beat up people. In 1984, it it causes the outer party to transfer that energy into building up a war fever and a hero worship. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. But it's the same, it's the same yeah. sort of mental, the same, like if you were to scan the outer party in, the, in 1984 and scumbags on a night out, their brain probably works the same way. Yeah. Like. <laughs> They're just the outer party here better educated <laughs> yeah and over a longer period of time so they're not as like instantly violent about it but yeah they're yeah. still just transfer that energy it's of building a, up yeah, yeah one is like the transference of a failure of energy from a failure into something else and in 1984 it's just over the course of a period just wiping out that instinct that it just has yeah. to be replaced with something else yeah and i mean like it's worked in i mean why the fuck would would the catholic religion demonize sex so much because then you yeah. can replace that with the uh, worshiping of mary and just fetishizing jesus's ma essentially <laughs> like yeah you should love god not not women yeah or just mary specifically for some reason like it's yeah. crazy to, to especially i don't know if it's a, all catholic people or if it's just irish catholics it's all it's all catholic is maria mary but so Same. much like statues of mary and it's, it's fucking everywhere Fucking everywhere. Almost more than Jesus. I think so, yeah. Grannies and stuff are big into Mary. Yeah. She's yeah. always depicted so young as well. Like, it's just perfect. Like, it is like Big Brother. Yeah, yeah. Where even when, like, the, the paintings of her t- them taking Jesus down from the cross. Like, but if he was 33, and I know she'd have been, like, a teenager, but she was still meant, she was still pushing 50, like. But they depict yeah, her, she like. she still looks like she's a. 25 yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. like she's always drawn and depicted as this like young beautiful woman yeah because people talk about you know stalin and being an atheist and all that and they always say we talked about it on this religious people always like point to that as evidence that religion isn't bad because there's plenty of oh hitler might have been an atheist like yeah but they made themselves gods so they essentially built a yeah. religion that's what the whole cult what that's what a cult of personality is yeah. fuck off you're talking <laughs> shite like, no, it's not okay even if they were 
That's just two examples out of how oh, many million me, examples. You can give me a hundred examples. It's like when, yeah. it's like re- when you talk about like religious wars and that, you're not really talking about the actual people believing in God. You're talking about the use of religion as a weapon. Yeah. And whether you are using a religion that's existed for fucking hundreds of years or you're just inventing one on the spot like yeah. Stalin or Hitler. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's essentially a religious fucking yeah. worship. Like it's the exact same thing. And that's yeah, that's yeah. What Big Brother is. Yeah, exactly. It's it's worship, complete worship. Like uh, nobody, nobody could like tell you with a straight face that Kim Jong Il and Kim Jong Un didn't turn themselves into messiah like figures. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you know, they even have fucking writings implying such. I'm sure that they've. No, actually, it doesn't matter. What, rewritten their history? No, it's, it's way too old. Well, they've definitely rewritten their history. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sure, what year is it in North Korea? 105 or something, 106 yeah. or something like that. Their year one is 1912 when the first Kim Jong was born. Yeah. So the year he was born was year one. But so, Well, that's a good uh, way to lead into it because North Korea, apparently, is a socialist country. The The party of... 1984 is socialist. So a lot of people, we talked about in the last one, a lot of people are really into their socialism. Without realising it's... The <laughs> yeah, like Orwell would have been a democratic socialist. So he wasn't like yeah. anti-socialist. He was... This is a really... He was more like, you know what? Socialism is a really easy way... This can be demonised really quickly. Or Yeah, it can go wrong and end up like this. Yeah. Well, he was saying... Once it, any any view like that, once you become powerful, you're probably going to corrupt it anyway. Well, that's it. Power corrupts, and like even that with the whole idea, like the inner party have more privileges and they've better food and drink. It always seems to happen in uh, all politics of any kind. Well, no matter what your beliefs are, whether you're extreme right, extreme left, communist, capitalist, whatever, it's always the people in control at the top take all the best for themselves yeah and even like basic communism is the idea of everybody is equal uh, or socialism you know everybody should be equal and everybody has the same but it's the people in charge always have more yeah yeah and always have far more privilege and it's, it's happened time and time again no matter what the uh, I suppose the whatever way the government has run it's always the people at the top have the most yeah and yeah. they're always usually corrupt and go the opposite of like so you've you've either going up preaching like you should do things this way and they don't do it they don't live their lives that way at all <laughs> uh you know they're saying everybody yeah, should yeah. we work hard and everybody should be equal and then they're living in mansions and sleeping with prostitutes and doing loads of drugs <laughs> and then condemning people for doing those things you know yeah yeah i, I remember but, there's a while, while a couple of years ago there was in france some government official was they did this like expose on what the government are spending your money on and all this kind of stuff. And they were like, there's one group of politicians where they had all these parties where they like would drink like the finest wines and brandies. And they smoked um, like these really expensive cigars that were like a thousand euro a cigar. And one of them was interviewed and asked, what would you have to say to the common person on the ground who has no money with life without, like how could you uh, what would you say to them about you smoking a thousand euro cigar that's basically their taxpayers' money? 
And he turned around, well, the average man on the street wouldn't know how to appreciate such a cigar. <laughs> just like a completely blinded attitude, you know, of just not getting it. Yeah. You're that yeah. detached from the people. Yeah. That'd be the attitude with a lot. But uh, we talked about before how, like, yeah, most parties you know they start as one thing yeah they're always yeah. going to become something else but a lot of them still do have their foundation it seems like more there's more parties that start as a socialist party yeah and end up going down a slippery slope than any other party yeah like so well north korea yeah nazi party stalinism when you actually try name a conservative government that completely turned on its people it's kind of old. <laughs> Name oh, sorry, sorry. I sorry. I was thinking liberal. Sorry. Yeah, like no, right, there's sorry. no like yeah like. So you say conservative. My brain went liberal. Sorry. On the right, like if you people like always criticise the right, and like the right, uh, fucking all sides are pretty bad. <laughs> like I, I, yeah, I it's would finding never the right myself. It's Andy. finding the right middle ground. I think is the problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you see. I think the problem is fucking start. You, you start talking about directions in terms of political yeah. what wing, what wing you're on, and what like. Yeah. I'm right. I'd be, I'd have right views on some things and left oh, yeah, on others. Yeah, yeah. I'd be liberal about this and conservative about that. I think everybody yeah. should be because I think anybody who can like make up their mind before they hear the issue is an idiot. Yeah. Like <laughs> no, it's just funny how many parties get their start as socialist parties to become currently like there's everybody's about socialism again yeah, yeah it's gonna come um, back around it's, yeah but it's a, a response to extreme right views that have come out or actions but it's kind of it's weird well, it's just, people are so like hot and cold on stuff yeah like. but that's i think most people kind of don't know what either what any side kind of stands for to begin yeah. they, they know about like oh well president bush was a dickhead <laughs> yeah therefore all like that, that that is what that is what conservatives are it's like and you people from ireland talking about that it's like yeah but like that's an american like you're talking about american yeah. politics and you're talking about a political party not not a pot not like policies like yeah yeah because people talk about loads of people think the big brother like especially when all that stuff about the NSA came out and people are like, oh, it's like George Orwell's nineteen eighty four and yeah. this is the, what happens with a conservative government and all that, and people talk about like how it's a right wing government in nineteen eighty four, but there's no, there's like absolutely no hint of them being a right wing government in any like not, oh, yeah. nothing they do in that book mirrors the policies of a right wing government. No, the whole point is that they're extreme socialists. I'm sure we like like right wing small government, big brother one giant federal state, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. complete opposite. <laughs> uh, right wing would be very little government agencies. Yeah, everything in big brother, everything is run by different government agencies. Yeah, the government own everything. The right right wings, like we were saying, would tend to they don't really like social assistance. Like yeah. they don't want a dole, or or I don't know if it, it's fair to say they don't want one, but they're not. You know, in America, the right wing don't want free healthcare. Yeah. They want free trade during the capitalism and all that. Big Brother, they want to assist in everything. They control everything. Yeah, they want to be involved and too the, much, almost. Yeah, well, like, is your more, like, your real liberal side that want... Kind of the government to look at. Everybody should have... Yeah. We've even talked, like, we, I think we've both said we thought it was a good idea to have the the basic wage 
and stuff. oh yeah yeah but that'd be more that'd be a very liberal idea oh completely so it's like free healthcare, all that like that's that's a very liberal thing to do yeah there's an argument based on like something like 1984 that that's a really bad because that's the state because then the state holds all the power yeah you're giving them too much control over your life and everything you have yeah well like we mentioned it on the other episode about Sweden have like state the alcohol oh is, yeah is state sponsored alcohol uh, you can get a few like imports and stuff but generally it's just different versions of state like the state cider the state beer the state fucking whiskey but it's yeah. state sponsored alcohol um, a lot of food is state like the state own wow loads the, of food producers yeah yeah I think there's a few, like in Sweden would be a very, they're not, not a socialist country, but it's a yeah. social party currently in power, but they're not socialist in the classic sense. But I know, I think like a world, I think that's a really dangerous, like I, I, I'm oh, shocked absolutely. people would want, like that there's so many people that think it's a good idea to let the state I think oversee where, everything like that. Where I think it comes from is people have this thing of fearing it's private enterprises, corporations are evil. Yeah. So the best alternative to them is their government. But the problem is they're both very corruptible. <laughs> there's no you're just swapping one devil for another. Like there's no But at least with the I suppose the difference is if it's the government who are making all the profit off selling everything, that that money will go back into the people and back into the you know, the yeah, roads yeah. and the parks and social housing and all that kind of stuff. Wherever it goes to private corporations, it goes to add a wing to some millionaire's mansion and the people don't get any benefit from it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's where people kind of prefer it to capitalism or to the more right-wing open markets and that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where, like, because that's where left makes sense because left isn't saying no to capitalism. It's... Yeah. Bought. <laughs> like, have a Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, the socialist idea would be get rid of the free market <laughs> yeah yeah completely and i think that, but i think that's mad but also like i think like the idea that doesn't appeal to me because then what what do people aspire to then like why would you why would you do anything unless you just want to like write poetry yeah there's no like i mean what is there what is there to do in a world where there's no free market the government the state sort of looks after everything for you your nutrition your health Everything is just state-sponsored. What do you do? What do you aspire to? Work for, yeah. the, sta- work for the state? Well, you have to work then. Yeah, well... For it, that to work, for, oh, for, oh, yeah, yeah, but I'm talking yeah, about yeah. aspire, as in, like, what do you dream of doing? Like, No, you, you, you don't. You go work in a factory yeah. and punch numbers or whatever. And <laughs> What's the point of that? Like, yeah. like uh, That's a hard... Like, to me, that's just... That's such a horrible way to live. But that, that kind of goes back to, like, North Korea is... They have... Uh, there's no time off. There is... What is the way they describe it? I was watching a video on it this morning. It's they have six days of work, and then one mandatory voluntary day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just like it's a voluntary day of work, but you have to do it. Yeah, and you don't get paid. Well, that's it. In nineteen eighty four, it's like you work. Se- I think it's seventy hour working weeks, but then you're expected to like volunteer at like the youth defense. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. But, so yeah, like just the, the whole thing with, you know, being a warning of a, an overpowered uh, right-wing government. When it's it, actually overpowered left-wing government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's not unconservative. They they want to be the sole proprietors of nutrition, 
aid, health, literature, housing. Yeah. They want to be the sole proprietors of all this stuff. The last thing the right wing right wing governments want is to be involved in any of that. Like and they no, want no. To, and they want to control people. Because that's another thing, like countries that do that, that like just give like Sweden. I keep feeling like I'm picking on Sweden. Goddamn Swedes. <laughs> um, but countries that do that, like they want the people to then constantly be tanking them for it as well. Like yeah, you know, they yeah. feel really like we were talking like with China, like they, they really yeah. have when they when they're responsible for everything the people gets, the people kinda are meant to feel very grateful for yeah, it, like yeah. and they're constantly reminded. Well like here's a weird one that's current because like so currently in Ireland we well it's suspended now, but they tried to introduce a water charge. Oh yeah. You were only asking me about this earlier. Yeah, yeah. Completely unrelated to this. I, I wanted to know if I was to flush the toilet or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's just a number one, obviously. Like, Kudos to you, because I had nothing got to do with the bill. You were talking about just conserving water in general. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good. But no, sorry, we have, yeah, this whole issue with a water charge. And, yeah, some people don't, like, well, most people don't want to pay it, and most people just haven't paid it. Yeah. But on, sorry, it's a long roundabout way to get into it. It's well, a really a lot, good example, though, the water yeah, charge. Yeah. Well, I was actually going to go somewhere else with it. So, but the water charge is a good example. But you know this whole current talk about free Wi-Fi for everybody? No. Oh, you haven't heard? <laughs> yeah, like, this. apparently they're going to... Or, well, there's talks to introduce uh, free Wi-Fi. Like, wow. actually government sponsored Government Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yeah. And loads of people want this, think it's a great idea. A lot of people think, you know what, everybody deserves, because Wi-Fi all of a sudden is a human right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Because uh, people said that with the water charge, I found funny, like, oh, he- water is a human right. You can't charge people for it. I said, well, food's a human right too, but you pay, you pay for, for that, food. Yeah. Like, human right, they're not, like, human right just means you've got the right to get it, but yeah. you've also got the right to maybe earn it. But I don't think you should pay for water too. I think it's already paid for with taxes. So. Well, that was the whole point. Yeah. Is originally we had water charges, and then they abolished them and said, "Okay, we're going to put income yeah. tax up by whatever it was one percent, and then you don't have to pay your water charges anymore." Yeah, and everybody went cool. Yeah, and now they're put our tax up, and they want the water charges. And when they, even so. when they put up the more when the the new mortar tax was introduced, yeah, the breakdown of what that pays for was included in water as well. Like, like it's just like, there, yeah, there's it's like, paid. there's four different taxes apparently paying for water and then you introduce yeah. a fee for it. It's like, that's, that's, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. But no, my, but just back to the Wi-Fi thing, but it was weird that like, there's, yeah, there's a huge group because, you know, the argument being that everything you do in modern society relies on having connection to the internet. Yeah. So that should be something the government should offer. Maybe maybe that's true. Maybe there should be a cheap, slow broadband available Basic broadband to, to people. But a lot of people think, no, well, that's not good enough. Like, because yeah. then that'll be that. It, they did compare that to net neutrality, which is a completely different thing. It's ridiculous to compare them because that's about private companies being in, having faster broadband than citizens. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they they bring up that. Uh, as you know no just abolish your shit and be private broadband to begin with it should just be government it's like yeah. that's mental who the fuck wants the government in control of broadband of, of your internet of your, yeah, like, plus how many people would that put 
as unemployed if you got rid of the private companies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so many knock-on effects of that. But look at what, like, the, the... Look at how the government has its fucking fingers in your privacy without having control of the well, internet. Imagine... Yeah, like, we're very unique here as well in that... Well, no, a lot of countries have it, but our gas, electricity, and... The gas and electricity are all semi-state. Yeah, yeah. Our transport is all a semi-state. So they're a pri- they run like a private company, but the government still own them. It's kind of well, yeah. It's like the, it, it's, it. I guess it's like lease. It's like a. It's like private companies have leases on their everyday runnings. Yeah. Of and they have to pay the, the government. To and do it. yeah, but they're the same company. Well, the idea the is because so it's not privatized. So like. It's almost like the government could take it back at any time if it wanted. To. Yeah, it's like the government there. We own the electricity, but Electric Ireland run it as a company. <laughs> it's just, it's it's yeah. really hard to describe it. Yeah, it's a weird one. Now, like, I guess it's what Ireland's setting it up, because Ireland, like, setting it up them, these state bodies was only in the last 80 and 90 years anyway. yeah. And after sort of being under British rule, we wanted to keep everything within the state. Yeah, yeah. To, there's a reason that they would want to keep the power away. Yeah, because it was English companies were there to step in and take them. And we were like, oh, no, 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 yeah, that's yeah. ours. Um, and so it's like, like it, that has kind of worked for Ireland. Like, <laughs> yeah, it has. Yeah. Uh, but we're a small country too, so. Yeah, but it is a little bit like me going, here, Johnny, um, I'm going to sell you my car. But you have to leave it here. You have to pay for the petrol, and I'm going to drive it to work every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no. you're allowed to charge people for me giving them lifts. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's just like, and you're like, okay. You know? <laughs> well, but it's also kind it's of still like, my car, but you can have it for this money. <laughs> but it's all, also kind of like me saying, like, my, my father left me this car, and in his will, he said this had to stay in the family so as nobody else could come in and take and claim ownership of it. But I don't know how to drive and we could make money if we made this a taxi. So do you want yeah. to just start a taxi service and you do all the work? Yeah, and I'll take 50%. Because it's my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's far better. <laughs> um, oh, then, no, I just like that. That's no, you happened. You, I just got Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's like... Yeah, the idea is that the state, it's just what we, it's like, they can't have, they can't privatise no, the systems. It's funny. Because it's in our constitution. Yeah, yeah. And um, then they started, decided to set up Irish Water, but it was a complete disgrace. Yeah, and it's technically, it's a, well, what's the story? Irish Water is private, but that is something where... It, no, it was a semi-state they developed with the idea of being able to sell it as a private company once it's established. Yeah, okay. That was the plan. The plan was very for the government to make a load of money back. Yeah. But pretty much. We're going to make, they're going to make the people pay for the company and then they're going to sell it and go, look at all this money we made. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they didn't pay anything for it and spent way too much setting it up than it would it should have cost and then went, okay, you need to pay us now and everybody went, no, I'm not paying for that. You spent way too much money on it. <laughs> they're fucked <laughs> yeah. how did we kind of I'm not sure how we got on I know it related but I just we were just talking about Ireland having basically we kind of have a weird hybrid of the state owns loads of these private companies yeah, yeah. but 
we're not a socialist state. It's kind of weird. No, like, but the state owns... You're talking about the internet, sorry. But I guess there's things... Oh, yeah, we'll get back to that. But there are things I'm happy... Like, the state looking after things that people need, as in, like, healthcare, electricity, yeah. water. That all makes sense. It's It's when the state starts, like, looking after your internet. Yeah, yeah. And your alcohol <laughs> yeah and your drugs like that's yeah. when it gets really messed up yeah it is because they're not essentials in a, in a way they're not and well the internet like what, what, i pay like 50 quid a month for my yeah broadband. same here yeah most people like and that's the that's an expensive package like you can get internet on your phone for like top up by 10 euro less yeah, yeah. some deals like you just don't you have a a limit uh, i i don't think the government has any place in providing broadband first of all i don't i just don't think they should in that that's taking the piss for people getting free, getting free internet from oh, the government not, yeah. and not just and i don't mean that in the like oh bottom feeders getting free internet i mean no because then the government really expects to be tanked for shit like that it's like, <laughs> that's way too much to yeah. be to rely on a government because that that's proper that's big brother shit that's like oh look at yeah. all the stuff we do for you we're giving you free internet yeah that then they can control yeah in a sense so and you see it actually doesn't cost much to provide the internet so it's also like just a bit of a damage control for how much they fucked up with the whole water charge <laughs> yeah, yeah. like oh we're going to give you free internet yeah because they've started doing it where a lot of like there's a lot of free internet in like even there's a park off Cork Street, just a little tiny park, and yeah. there's free broadband in there. It's a park. That's really funny. Yeah. You should go there every day and write your novel on Google Docs. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you can. <laughs> I, I go there quite a bit. It's a nice little park beside a church. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to give out the name, though. I don't want people stealing the... <laughs> stealing your internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the... <laughs> but it's really powerful, too, and there's flats beside it. And it's like, well, if I had a flat there... I'm pretty sure I can just get the free broadband. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is you would use the free broadband provided <laughs> by the government and you think it's great, but you don't want it. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, well, actually, no, my, my big thing about why they shouldn't, because originally it started where we were putting in all these free hotspots in Dublin City, which they're still doing. Yeah. I think that's fucked because, like, what, all, like <laughs> almost every shop in Dublin City at the moment is a coffee shop. Yeah. And if there's broadband, if there's Wi-Fi hotspots around the city, ain't nobody going to those coffee shops anymore. <laughs> That's true. Like, the economy might crash again if those coffee shops <laughs> have to close down. And there's... It's a funny kind of thing because we have a huge problem in Ireland with internet is terrible outside of Dublin. Yeah, but still, it's nowhere near as bad as other countries. Like, we still have really good... Yeah, yeah, but it's not as... Good as it could be, you know. That's, Not as of good course. as it could be, but uh, we, we're still fucking have better Wi-Fi than America, which is just madness. When you yeah. look at the list, they're in the middle. Like it's mad. It's just weird. But we we're bad in certain, like yeah, I know, like down in oh yeah, like Leitrim is just awful for internet and phone reception as well. It's yeah, really, really bad. And uh, like if you were running an online business, I'll, I'll get a very simple example. I sent my father-in-law a load of photographs. Or a video, so I sent him a video. Took me 20 minutes to upload the video. It was like a 10 gig video. I'd edited it for him. Yeah, for his yeah. friend, actually. First, so I did a promo video for his friend's company. And I sent it to him. And his internet was so slow, it took like 8 hours to download it. 
a 10, 10 gigabyte or 10 minute did you say it was 10 so it was wasn't 10 gigs it was 10 minutes it was probably about 5 gig and in right. like full hd and yeah it took it took like full 8 hours yeah. to download it but that is and just like then he sent me more raw footage that he shot and it was about 20 gigs of the raw footage for yeah. me to edit and it took like three days for it to get to me and it took me like 20 minutes to download <laughs> yeah, yeah now i know upload and download speeds are different but still but the, co- the disconnect the was quality crazy. of it the internet in certain geographical locations kind of like nothing got to do with it all the same though no it's like, mountains in the way and shit yeah, like yeah but even if there if there is an issue of that that should be an issue in the private sector and uh packages where broadband like if if you're if you're in an area with ship broadband, yeah. you just shouldn't pay as much. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Um, there, should, there should probably like I think there should actually be government regulations in what broadband services can actually sell to you. Yes, but I don't think the government has any place actually offering you their uh, no they, free. They should <laughs> definitely regulate it because I lived in England for a year and the same internet that I had here, say a year ago, just got upgraded recently, was fifty quid a month here. Yeah. 50 euro. Now, I know there's a difference between the euro and the sterling, but it was 17.99 in England for the same service. Yeah, yeah, But anyway. Yeah, yeah no, it's just uh, things like that. Uh, I don't think the government really no. should have a place offering you that yeah. kind of service. Just to go back to uh, the right wing. Yeah. Because uh, I guess there could be an argument made that certain elements of... Not the policies, but sort of when we think of like what modern American yeah. Republicans are, yeah, uh, and some of the tactics that come with that, like you're fucking, you know, having networks that just scare people into <laughs> thinking Trump is going to be the savior, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and things like like the fucking like you know the signing of the Patriot Act to allow yeah. the NSA to spy on you, their aspects of 1984 that are kind of reminiscent of what yeah. right-wing politics is equated to, in America at least. Yeah. But they're still not policies. They're uh, deceptive tactics used by bad governments, not particular kinds of governments. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just bad governing. Really. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and, and on that, like, let's also remember that Obama gave far more freedom to the NSA than any other president ever. Exactly, so yeah, yeah. Um, it's not necessarily... And he was a Democrat. Yeah. But no, it's just the point as well that they're they're not policies. So there there is a little bit of an attitude that you hear a lot from that kind of right wing, which is it's kind of back to the like we were saying, like do you give people benefits or not? Yeah, yeah. and like the right wing attitude is almost like, well, I had to work hard to earn my money. You obviously didn't work hard enough, and that's why you're poor. Where the left wing is like. Oh, you can't get a job. Oh, then you should be on social benefit. And we should all earn the same, no matter how hard we work. And it gets too too extreme in some ways. It just messes it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I think it's madness. Something like, like, those lines, like, we should all earn the same, no matter how much we work. Like, that's a mad... Oh, completely. That's absolute madness. Yeah. Because the easiest... Because if I was given that option, I would be like, well, I'm not going to work harder than anybody else, though. Because no way am I fucking no. busting my ass and getting the same as somebody that does nothing. So I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then you have a problem where nobody does nothing. Yeah. So then you have to have I don't know, inf- I don't know. environments where people work 70 hours a week, one day voluntary, <laughs> yeah. uh, to make the economy work. Because either nobody works or everybody works. It's just... Yeah. You can't have a middle ground, you know? 
but like even, even like the the earliest civilizations that they found runes of and stuff like that um i'm trying to remember where it is now it's somewhere in the middle east they found this whole town uh like buried and they knew they were a society of hunter gatherers so they weren't even farmers but they were such good hunter gatherers that they had artists and writers and teachers yeah. so they had people who didn't have to hunt and gather but they contributed other things to the community yeah, yeah, yeah. so as a whole community they supported each other in that sense um, so you had people who were artists and there were people who were hunters and the hunter shared his food with the artist because yeah, yeah, yeah. the artist was making the place beautiful you know and that, that was the concept of but he, the, the artist still had to work <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean yeah. he wasn't wasn't sitting around watching reality TV. Um, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's very different. Um, but that was kind of comes back to what we were saying before about this whole idea of the, was it the basic wage for everybody? Uh, and the idea being that the basic wage is just enough to live off. And then you can get a job and earn extra money if you like. Yeah, yeah. And most people would choose to work because they need something to do <laughs> and it'd be nice to have an extra money on your like be able to do extra things and go on a nicer holiday or be able to go on a holiday and eat better food and stuff you know it's, but some people will will just be content as well, well. That's the thing. and it should happen here yeah, with, yeah like there's a point where our dough was really good <laughs> you got a lot of money per week yeah it was, it was the same as having a three to four day a week job on the minimum wage mm. um, or even working full time on the minimum wage it was nearly close to but it. there's people that, 70 quid in the difference or something like there's that. people that can get those amounts and then get rent allowance and then yeah really easily fake, fake a disability and get another there's lots of people like limping into an office but, I'll have a bad leg but I would argue like what happens there when people like are content on a welfare system like it's almost it's not really there for, I, like I think that because like they don't really chase down those people no they let them sort of live on a welfare system for years until it's kind yeah. of too late to do anything and then they're like okay now you just you just have to go and work in some labouring job and it's just it seems like a very good way to just keep people in a working class jobs right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to like to get them so content on a dole that they yeah. don't really worry about getting a better education or getting another yeah. trade. And then all of a sudden they're fucking in their 30s and have nothing. And yeah. then they're kind of met, are told, well, you're going to be cut off unless you, unless you go and sweep floors. And then yeah, they go yeah. and sweep floors and then that's their life. It's almost like a system meant to keep people in a position like Because that. people are getting too educated and not doing those jobs. Yeah, well, maybe. It, that w- it's hard to say it doesn't do that when you look around society. Like, it, there is people that get welfare, are very content with, and eventually have nothing else, and then do end up just sweeping floors. Yeah, yeah. Or is it's just it's a question of whether it's benefit. a question of whether it's a deliberate plan. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, it definitely happens, but whether it's yeah. a do. Well, is there a think tank sitting around like we talked about in the last yeah, episode, yeah. saying like we need more manual laborers or <laughs> we need yeah yeah we need more janitors or. <laughs> Uh, custodians <laughs> yeah well. or whatever the job may be it's I don't know because I wouldn't mind a job like that. <laughs> yeah we've talked about that now it's taken us kind of a long time to get this part but yeah Sorry, so yeah. the uh, the the party we, we'll just move on to the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, ministries that they have 
in uh, Oceania that look after all the government's things. Oh, yeah. So the first is the Ministry of Peace. Yes. Which deals with war. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you have one there? Yeah, the Ministry of Plenty. And they deal with economic affairs in brackets, rationing and starvation. (laughs) Yeah, so I would say like the Ministry of Plenty deals with rationing. (laughs) Yeah. The Ministry of Love essentially deals with torture. (laughs) Yeah, the law and order torture and brainwashing but they're holding and i see this is the where, where are you getting that from uh that's the wikipedia page yeah you see it. i guess because i'm doing the so it's like the ministry of peace this is from the film now sorry yeah yeah well no there did be the same but like when you say like ministry of love details and law and order law and order is kind of the that's the official line yeah, yeah. but in actuality it deals with torture yeah like they nothing they do is about fucking law and order no 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 so it's just funnier to say. So, so Ministry of Peace deals with war. Yeah. <laughs> Ministry of Plenty, Plenty deals, deals with starvation or rationing. Rationing. Ministry of, tr- of Love. Of Love deals with torture. Then Ministry of Truth deals with propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> like um, the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's it. It's Which the, is the whole message, isn't it? Well, it's it's the, that's doublethink. Yeah. Um, I was trying to remember the word doublethink. Doublethink's the acceptance of contrary opinions or beliefs at the same time. Even though you know they're yeah. they're contradictory, it's well the tagline for the film was two plus two equals five. Yeah, yeah, and that that explains it all. That's a great way to sum it up. I do love how, but if you think of it like the Ministry of Love, okay, they torture people, but they're in charge of making sure you love Big Brother. Yeah, yeah. So it is the Ministry of Love for Big Brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ministry of Plenty, that's a load of balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peace, it's they're not after peace. It's all about keeping war. Uh, but the ministry, I would say the ministry of love, the torture doesn't always result in love, just in this in, in this case, in the case of yeah. Winston's it does, but uh, it can also just deal in, in a confession and then it t- to be hung. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of them were still had to decry Big Brother before they were hung. Yeah, yeah. It just depends on what really mood they're in that day and what result they want, what fits their, what's best for their narrative. Yeah. And then we mentioned it already, but it's not a ministry, but the joy camp is kind of, it fits in in that it's joy camp and it's, <laughs> it's a forced labor camp. It's a forced labor camp. It's a slave camp. But, but as well, it's just the, it, the idea, that's double think, but, and double think is a new speak word, we'll get to new speak. But the whole point of referring to the ministries like that, and it's the same as the party slogan, the war is peace. Like, it's, it's that words aren't used to convey meaning anymore. They're used to undermine it. it well, it's interesting, too, because, like, doublethink, there was no... That's now that's in the dictionary now. And there was no word that really... There was no word in the English language to actually describe doublethink before that. Cognitive dissonance is... Yeah. But that's... It's not... It's not really cognitive dissonance. It's like... A, it's more... It's closer to a brainwashing t- yeah. tactic. I just liked it, an actual, it, not not just a new speak word, but it had to become, an actual word had to be created. <laughs> yeah. But doublethink, like, one of the best examples of doublethink in, like, the modern world that just encountered this week was, like, right, you, you remember when John McCain ran against uh, Obama? Yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, oh, he's way too old to be president. Yeah. And he, his health, he just, he couldn't have a president running like that, even though he's like 75 now. So he was, what, 66 then? Or I don't Something know. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, well, yeah, eight years, yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you call him? 
Bernie Sanders was the same thing only a few months ago. It's like, oh, he's way too old. Uh, And then, like, Hillary Clinton's fainting and falling down steps. And if you mention it, it's like, you can't, you can't, you can't talk about somebody's health. That's nothing got to do with That's ageist. And it's like, but that's, that is, that is double think. It's like, but you were... Yeah, you're in yeah, the same yeah. camp of people saying it's, only a few months ago you're not even it's a the propaganda of, machine a matter of weeks like, ago you were saying that about another candidate and now other people aren't allowed to say it about this candidate it's like yeah that's double and everybody knows like there's nobody around it's like oh yeah no that's fair everybody knows no but wait you said that about like, it's <laughs> double thing. there's actually with the with the elections and all that, there's been so much of that kind of double think attitude. Oh, absolutely. Well. Like loads with Trump as well. Like, it's yeah, not yeah. more with Trump, really. But just that Hillary one's like a really mental example. Yeah. Like, um, but the fact that Bernie, and he was in direct competition with Hillary, and it was <laughs> only a few months ago they were talking about him being too old. Uh, and like, he wasn't even in bad health. Like, no, no, he's fine. I seen a really funny. And then they'll probably say something like, Oh, she's been a lot of, under a lot of pressure with the campaign. It's like, You think she won't be under a lot of pressure as president? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You can't. <laughs> but she's had like, I, I, no, don't quote me on this, but I think she's had like a blood clot. She's had a concussion and a blood clot and pneumonia in the last few years. Like, that's bad health. That's really bad health. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a funny, it was actually those conspiracy guys post that I don't know if they, if Gordo like met it. But it was, it's like Bill on one side and somebody I don't recognize, but yeah. I know is another person from her cabinet, the other side. And it was well, just their faces photoshopped to like the cover of Weekend Bernie's and Hillary, <laughs> and Hillary, Hillary is Bernie. And <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, and like, because even the tagline is perfect. The tagline is we, Weekend at Bernie. No, no, the poster's Weekend at Hillary's, but it's the tagline that was on the cover of Weekend at Bernie's, which was, he's the life of the party, sort of. And she's the life of the party. Like, it's, it's even better really for Hillary. Funny. That being said, I hope Hillary wins. Like, But yeah, it's just, yeah. it's the double think of, you can't say that about Hillary, but yeah. those people were saying that about other candidates. Yeah. But it's kind of like, it kind of comes back to the really basic thing of, you don't have any sisters, do you? No. No. <laughs> I just had this moment of, no, you only got brothers. And it's like the classic thing of, you can call your sister fat, but if anyone else calls your sister fat, like they're the enemy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or your mom is fat. Or, you know, it's just, just that kind of... But it's different you, in it. Like the, the idea of double think would be more... It's almost more... Well, it's more like, because you know, it's it's the... Like they say, to, to to alter and beliefs, but it's more to call. It's more to just confuse. Yeah, but you see, double think in regards to nineteen eighty four. It kind of only works with the other aspect. Like double think doesn't work on its own, but it works when you have new speak and you're gradually yeah. phasing out the English language. And when you have like Big Brother watching you can't see it works with yeah, all yeah, the other things. Like you can never you can never really use double think as per, no, as no. portrayed in nineteen eighty four and none of the other tactics. No, like, no. like in like there's a scene where they're sitting around having food. I think it's the scene it's the same scene you're talking about where one of the guys working on the dictionary is saying like, you know, and I think in a few years people wouldn't be able to sit around and have a conversation like we're having right now. They wouldn't have the words. Yeah, yeah. And uh they're all kind of going, yeah, yeah, of course not. Because they're all worried about thought crimes then as well. 
Yeah, well, that's the, the idea with Newspeak. So it's a, a controlled language made up of just added uh, words. Yeah, well, specifically acronyms and nouns, like yeah. Uh, so it's essentially to limit freedom of thought. Like if you don't really have the words to, to think, yeah, you, you don't think independently. Uh, so it's pushing towards the removal of words that can create uh, any. I'm using the word nuance a lot in these episodes, but yeah. words that can create nuance or any any deep thought, really. Yeah, real meaning to them. Or... Yeah, it's new speak that makes double think possible. Yeah. So I guess we should talk about new speak first, but uh... and also like just by doing that, well, they've got full control over the language then, so they can shift meanings of words. Yeah, but and they can shift thoughts in a more positive or negative direction depending on what. So like. Because they, they're kind of like, well, warm. When when it's warm out, we've got the word warm. And when it's cold, we have the word cold. We don't really need both. Yeah. Warm's more pleasant, so we'll just use warm. And when it's cold, it's unwarm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So just eliminate cold. And then the same is like, they don't have a word for, we don't want to say anything's bad. So it's just good and ungood. Yeah. But they keep the, the, the more positive sounding ones. And then they also just restructure adverbs where so you know brilliant and brilliant even is too vacant that's too passionate like so it's just yeah, yeah. good and brilliant would be plus good yeah <laughs> and then marvelous would be double plus good no, right, okay, so yeah. just remove any yeah, yeah any nuance yeah you're taking away the nuance the poetry the yeah uh you're throwing out the thesaurus <laughs> Basically. And the idea being then, like, if you eventually people will just because I guess the idea would be that double plus good in place of marvelous, eventually people will stop using double plus good and, and they'll just be say plus it's good. good and then just be good. Yeah. And so eventually it's to get down because everything's think, just vanilla. Everything's just yeah, bland, flat. The plan is to get it down to about ten words. That's what that's the, the, apparently all they they really think they'll need is ten words to communicate. Yeah. Wow. The idea, the goal, the really long-term goal would be get people to such a point that they don't even need words, that they're just so reflective. They just, re- it's reflex, everything. Like, they yeah, just yeah. know what they have to do. People are just born to work. They're just a clogging machine and people don't even need to they communicate. They get up, eat, go to work, sleep. Yeah. yeah. Which seems kind of close to anyway. But 10 words is kind of like, that's the, it seems like that's the dream to get to the point where they don't need any words. But 10 words is the realistic what they'll get to. Yeah. But even in in that scene where they sit around like the canteen area and they're having the conversation about the new speak and the dictionary getting smaller and smaller, like they're really positive about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because because new speak itself, uh, like it stops you from like having any other point of view because... But the guy is like, you know, the... They're waiting on the 10th version of the dictionary and he's just finished the ninth or something. Yeah, yeah, And he goes, you know, the 8th was this big, the ninth is this big, and the 10th will be even smaller. He's like, isn't that amazing? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, holy crap. It's like the, the destruction of words is a beautiful thing, he even says Yes, that. that's right. That's the quote. Uh, that, and that's not fair. Just to fucking hammering away at fucking socialists here. Just to go back to... Uh, <laughs> We were talking about the two socialist party, or they weren't really socialist parties, but it's what they claimed to be originally. But just t- talking about destruction of words, because that's the difference between like the Nazis and Stalinism. Yeah. 
Hitler was like fucking Fahrenheit 451, where he just burnt all the books. And that's why Stalinism is much worse, because he was the one that saw the advantage of reconstructing the books to yeah. have a different narrative. Which is... And like, it's only like, well, that's why that's maybe that that's why the Nazis didn't actually succeed because they were far too fucking extreme, aggressive, and just like, yeah, like, oh my, no one knew. <laughs> I hate that word now. <laughs> no, but, but it was that was it. It was they went too much, too fast, too aggressive. Yeah, these uh, the Nazis kicked down the door and kind of said, "Bow to us, we're in control." Yeah, yeah. And Stalin was like, like Big Brother, where kind of med people part of the party yeah yeah the way to do it is rather than kicking in there was knocking the door every day and go we're in control and <laughs> yeah. then the next day we're in control and just no, keep doing it yeah, yeah. but no that, that's what it is yeah yeah or to knock on the door and like give you a loaf of bread yeah and then say we're in control exactly yeah and yeah. then bring you some cheese the next day yeah by and the fourth day you'll have a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> and it'll remind you like it might only it might took you four days to get the sandwich but we gave you the sandwich yeah well exactly so make yeah, sure yeah. you say thank you yeah but yeah so the result of that is because uh, everybody gets caught up again like oh big brother's watching it's like oh it's Orwellian everybody gets yeah. so caught up in the surveillance aspect which in so far we haven't even talked about because no. it's such a minor part <laughs> yeah. because that's the, the, the destruction of the language that's the real or- Orwellian thing because that's yeah. the privacy destruction of with, speech Never mind, like far beyond freedom of speech. It's it's, it's, it's the it's freedom private, of thought. The privacy of your mind is violated, not yeah. your home. Like who give? Well, like somebody having a camera in your house and then will see what you're doing really doesn't matter when they've violated your mind and have stopped you of using critical thought. Yeah. Then exactly. surveillance. The surveillance doesn't matter. The surveillance is just to is more. That's there in case the former didn't work, but the goal is for Newspeak and Doubletick to work. Yeah. And surveil- the surveillance is just to make sure they are working. Because like, <laughs> yeah. um, that's what's funny. People people are pretty much using the word or- Orwellian wrong when they talk about, like, you know, NSA being Orwellian yeah. and all this. Because spying... Well, first of all, I think we said in the last episode, Big Brother aren't spying because they're supposed to be saying we're watching you. You're not spying if you tell somebody you're watching. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's not Orwellian, but also it's it's authoritarian. It's not yeah. the same with the... It's control rather than observation. It's very different. Yeah, yeah. It's the the censorship and the destruction of language. That's Orwellian. Yeah. The manipulation of language. That's Orwellian too. Yeah. But when people use it as this all-encompassing phrase to describe a police state, surveillance, uh, talk control, when they're, they're just simplifying everything, and ironically, are using very Orwellian language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be really ironic if people being so misinformed by that are trying so hard to get away from that, that they create a 1984 Yeah, world? yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, with the language, uh, like we were talking before, like in, mainly in the first episode about the modern, like, oh, is Big Brother watching? Like yeah. with that new speak, with the, la- the changes in language and, you know, the modern, like the, P- I guess, PC. Yeah. So, do you see, do you see a potential to go that route where there actually is an all out assault on the English language like that? Possibly. And it kind of comes down to PC attitudes and 
stuff like I'm trying to think of a way to explain. Like I've come across people who I'm trying to find a way to explain this. Who they don't really push a big state PC attitude, mm. but when it comes down to facing something like they're afraid to insult a black person or something. And they're almost the person who would, they'd be standing up like the night before they'd be in the pub telling a racist joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the next day you're at a party and they're chatting away to a black guy at the party. And then you come up and say hello to them. And then they go, Oh, he's racist. He was telling me this racist joke last night. (laughs) And there's no reason for them to like almost confess that to this black person, but they feel guilty about it or something. It's just kind of this weird, or they want to be seen as the PC person when you know they're not. Yeah. yeah. And so they're putting on this like, and I think people are kind of, that's getting into this kind of like the whole, um, it's like a brainwashing thing. I'm not condoning. (laughs) You can say racist (laughs) jokes. you're like, But you know what I mean? It's, I'm trying to find, find a way to explain it. It's, it's this kind of thing of putting on a front of, oh, I am a good person. I am a good citizen. I'm PC. I'm cool. When they're not. Yeah. And that's yeah. the public perception of them that they put on. And I think people get caught up in that a lot. And it's, we could end up in a world where it is that thing of getting inside your thoughts where people are sitting around going, oh, yes, I will do things this way, even though I know it's that way, but it's getting into double think again. Yeah, um, yeah. But I guess, because that's a social, more of a social, which I guess the people who are maybe younger people who in social circles kind of want to treat language like that, they're the people who will then push for actual fucking laws to be made in the future in yeah, regards yeah. to it. Well, you could take a really good gauge of where the world could go is how people act on social media, not act on social media, but how people behind social media how they yeah. w- the rules they enforce on that? Yeah, um, like one of the most Orwellian things I've ever heard is in t- on Twitter. Oh yeah, it's a it's a moderated group or a group run by Twitter within Twitter. Okay, and they've got other users that are members of it. It's it's pretty much dig over the rules of Twitter, like words that should and shouldn't be used. They they yeah, see yeah. what accounts should be deleted for having negative tweets essentially yeah yeah the name of this group yeah is the truth and safety council oh fuck me <laughs> isn't it the most or what like that is so when i first heard that like i suppose yeah what i'm trying to say is like last thing i want to do is offend or insult anybody but i'd still like the freedom to be able to <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i mean with that like <laughs> so, yeah. um but it's not even it's funny it's it's things that aren't offensive it, yeah. it's not just it's what people I decide I don't know why Sweden keeps going up. <laughs> I'm sorry uh, and not North Korea like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> well you see it's a perfect example because it's somewhere people see as being like because they they got such a stable economy and all yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. they have a lot of good going for them but the main uh, whoever their version of RTE the news presenters there have been banned from using the, using the word immigrant. They're not allowed to... Really? Yeah, you're not allowed to use the word immigrant anymore. What do you I, say instead? I don't... That's the problem. I don't know. Because... Is, like, it, it, is it non-national? Is that the... 
But it's, I always tell of non-national kind of sounding more... Stronger. Like, str- yeah. yeah. And I guess, like, maybe we just don't understand it because we've got, like, half, half of the people I went to school with have emigrated. Like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we're immigrants in so many countries that... <laughs> yeah. We don't have a negative because we are like that's part of our culture. There's a lot of immigration, yeah. so there's no negative connotation to immigrants. Whereas, but then like I didn't think there wasn't because doesn't Sweden have like the highest? They, they like allow in a lot of Im- immigrants and yeah, don't they have a very? They've got a stable, they're very tolerable, and they're very tolerable. Have a stable economy, so obviously immigration hasn't affected the economy negatively. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't live there. But from what their government says, anyway, it hasn't. The people so seem like they're really, they've got the way, they don't really have a wage gap. They're very tolerant people. So yeah. why are they not allowed to say Because it doesn't seem like there was any <laughs> negative connotation to the word. It yeah. seems like there's no reason that the Swedish people should be not allowed to use it. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It it's sounds almost like, they, like ju- they think, oh, someday in the future, this could be negative. We better watch out for that. Yeah, but that's what's weird. It's like, I could understand if, like, it kept, if 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 they had a Donald Trump who was constantly giving out about immigrants and they're like, listen, we're not even going to let you use that word anymore. Yeah, yeah. And that'd still be fe- a bit fucked up, like, because it's an actual word. Yeah. But it's just weird that it seems that, I, yeah, I don't yeah, understand. No, I can't fathom that. That's uh <laughs> But there's some weird thing, like, uh, Sweden has the, they're like rape capital of the world. There's no, no nice way to say it. Wow. Yeah. Now their argument is that the reason they have the highest percent of rape is because they're such a forward thinking nation that their definition of rape is open to interpretation is in that like what might be considered sexual just a sexual misconduct in some countries would be considered a rape there which fair enough also like in like a peeping tom would be trial as a rape yeah yeah that the idea and then you're like but that does that that still doesn't excuse yeah but anyway a lot of uh in the mid 90s they uh done a probe into like you know why why it was so high and they found that uh, 53% of sexual assaults in Sweden were committed by non-nationals. Yeah. What do you think they're, what do you think they've done? They decided you're no longer, a, a, a guard, a, a cop in Sweden is no longer allowed to take the sex, or the, sorry, the race of the perpetrator. Uh, <laughs> how's their solution to that <laughs> so like how do you find out who done it when you're not allowed so it's like was this a tall man yeah was he a short man was he a fat man did he have a beard well I think what was did. he dressed like <laughs> um but yeah it's just it's like, not that's a funny and then you're like was he swedish oh but sorry 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 was he human you know <laughs> you're just kind of like kinda, yeah that's uh yeah but it's that's just funny. Like, how do you? Uh, that's I don't, not. I don't a, know how to re- that's not a solution. Like, that's 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 a change. That's changing the narrative. That's a big brother thing. That's like, oh, we don't like, we don't like that. That version of the story doesn't suit our current yeah. narrative. So we're gonna so we're gonna, s- inter- we're just gonna ignore around. it. That's uh, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and because like, I don't. But that's changing the narrative to whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on, we accept everybody here. 
Yeah, yeah. To almost in the wrong way, but it's you see that's my thinking of it. it's the it's the hiding of it. Where you're like they're almost making it seem like it's worse. You're like sweeping under the rug. Yeah, of, yeah. But that's what I always think when somebody sweeps yeah. it under a rug because normally when because you, you can throw out those type of statistics with loads of t- like there's certain. You know what? I'm sure there's loads of socioeconomic reasons you could look into, but it seems like you're just not allowed to talk about them in Sweden, so you don't find out. Yeah, it's, it, that's like it's like all these people are being raped. No, they're not. Yeah, <laughs> no. But like they, no, no, but no, they no, would no. consider themselves like a very like feminist country. Yeah, and so I would have just thought like, would you just not want to sort out that? problem like that's a big issue yeah we'll talk stop talking about sweden okay we'll, we'll lose all our all our swedish listeners oh no isn't pewdiepie swedish i think so yeah, yeah. there you go perfect example <laughs> is that a perfect example of of, what? of a swede <laughs> <laughs> pewdiepie there you go is there any other examples of any words you can think of that have been sort of not well outlawed i don't know I had a few in my head. I thought I'd written some down, but I hadn't. Well, like, I think... um, I think the best way to deal with words that people are offended by is not to to taboo them or get rid of them, but it's to take away their power. That's the classic thing, yeah. You know? Take away the power of the word by making it less taboo in a sense you know it's kind of but you know like it's not even it's not just words that like my example with immigrants like that's never that's not a taboo word no and i and i think i do i truly truly believe so much of people get caught of caught up so much with a word rather than the tone and the intent behind how the word is used yeah like if i called you uh well, I was going to say, if I said, ah, Johnny, fuck off, you'd just be like, okay. Where if I was like, fuck off, you know, it has, it's a very different meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, was it un- Unword, or was it? Newspeak. Newspeak. Newspeak, that was it's the Newspeak destruction of thing. the language. And it's such a big topic. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's other things that are just examples of... Oh wait, did you, were you leading somewhere there? No, no, I was just going to ask you what's next. Well, you take something like, so there's just interest in words that pop up in Newspeak. Like one of them is own life. Is that in the film? Own life? Yeah, yeah, like pretty much refers to the tendency to just being a solitary sort of lad who who likes your, your alone time. Oh yeah. And that's, just that is considered subversive. So that's why people kind of have to volunteer volunteer for different community projects and all that so you have to um and everybody eats meals together in a big hall but even the idea that just like going for a walk would be seen as suspicious because why would you want to be rich smith does yeah yeah (laughs) but he says he's joining a walking group yeah 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 there's loads of like everybody in that group is just like I just want to go for a walk but I know they're all looking like, by themselves so. um, that'd be great but the thing is you know there'd be one fucker who would tell them all of them yeah yeah but yeah so even like humming or whistling or singing to yourself is just seen as being very weird but it's the idea of being alone mainly is what the focus yeah. is on and that's something that I think is I, I think we're we're, we're there, we might be there oh yeah where if you if you're the type of person that enjoys your own company now, yeah, 
people think that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you like being on your own. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like mo- I don't like being with other people. Period. Like I'm, I'm struggling to just be here. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, I am a bit like that. I'm funny. Like I've. I know. I like my own company. Like, yeah. I love being definitely. Myself. It's a huge thing as well with like social media and all that kind of stuff. Is there's just so many people who spend all their time alone, but on social media. Yeah, yeah. So they're completely by themselves, but but connected to so many people. So then when they're outside, they feel they have to be connected with other people. Where when they're not in that world. They need to be connected with people. Right? But I guess that's what I kind of... T- my take from own self... It's it's not so much about the action of what you, of you being by yourself, but it's what you're doing by yourself. So if you're just going for a walk and humming, yeah. you're enjoying your own company. But if you're going for a walk and you've got your phone in your hand and you're on Facebook, you're not enjoying... Like, you're not enjoying your own company. Then. No, no. So that that's kind of what my, my take... And I, and I find myself... Because of a smartphone, I probably do that too much without yeah. even realising it. I would just be sitting quietly just looking through whatever Facebook posts or something and then realize I've been doing this for like 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck am I doing? Well, I you know, and it, I do it all the time. I always realizing it. find it weird when I'm on a train, like, and you look around and everybody on the train is on their phone or on Facebook on their phone or something. Yeah. And like so often I'm like the only person that doesn't have my phone in my hand. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a weird, it, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, to everybody because I've never had the urge to check Facebook like, <laughs> or even a text message I, I feel like I've conditioned myself into doing it most of the time when I check my phones if I get a text I check to see who it is and I don't even open it until I'm later like if it's not somebody yeah, yeah. I, I kind of think oh I should reply to this um, you yeah know, I know, you know, fucking time, <laughs> yeah, know. but you're why like because I, I see yeah, yeah. like like if it's if it's serious someone will ring you you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that's well. Chances are, it's not going to be serious anyway. Exactly. Like, even even if it like, I wouldn't even fucking. Even if my if somebody sends me a text about something that's really important, that's their problem. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? that's the worst. Yeah, people use like Facebook to communicate something important with you. But yeah, so I think because my I guess the difference between again, like the only sort of difference between a world a 90, our, our, our real world version of 1984 and the version yeah. in the book is that the book was written without the prediction of the internet so all kind of changes yeah, yeah. with the internet so on life the internet is our big brother the, the yeah no but even like the version we the version of 1984 that we'd have to live through would would also have the internet in it. so yeah. on life would be a bit different I think um, I think the idea I think the future is Say uh, people who unplug. Yeah, it's like you're called in. Say like you're 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 called for your annual meeting with the Ministry of Internet Activities. (laughs) Now, what was the one you called? The Twitter one, the uh, Truth and Safety Council. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, actually, I'm really shit at role playing. (laughs) But no, I just imagine like they call you in and they're like. Oh, so Shane, I was just looking through our back catalogue of some some of your activity here. We noticed that last Monday you uh, disconnected from the internet for 45 minutes. Do you, do you have any, any explanation for that? No, I just wasn't connecting. No, just doing other stuff. I was busy. Oh, that's a, it's, it's not illegal, but we would just, we like to, 
you know, if you if you've got nothing to hide, there there'd be no reason to disconnect as well. I just went for a walk, took in some nature, you know. Okay. Cutting wood for business. Wood hasn't existed for ten years. <laughs> so, <I> mean, <laughs> you mean Japanese knotweed? Yeah, yeah. Cutting Japanese knotweed, knotweed for business. But I think that's kind of it. That like, yeah, you, it'll be a world where you're essentially like, like the way you're not allowed to turn off the telescreens in 1984, yeah, yeah, yeah. disconnecting from the internet. Won't be a law, but it will be frowned upon. Yeah, and you'll be asked questions of why? Why would you disconnect? Yeah, because that's the fucking non-argument they always make that. It's like some people that oh if you've nothing to hide you shouldn't be worried about this yeah exactly which is ridiculous because first of all nothing wrong with having something to hide just because you're hiding something doesn't mean you fucking murdered somebody yeah like yeah. there's plenty people people should be entitled to hide some things there's some things people just wouldn't want to know yeah to say like oh well if you've nothing to hide it's like no let me stop you should be allowed to hide things that if i want to yeah. Who said I have nothing to hide? It's my business. Why Why should I not have something? I hate that argument so much if, if you've got nothing to hide. It's like, why are you saying that? Why are you it's saying that? none if? of your business. Like, but even if you have nothing to hide, just because, like, because maybe some people are like that, maybe or something, some people are like, I've got nothing to hide, so I don't care. It's like, just because you've nothing to hide now doesn't mean you won't in 20 years when, yeah. like, or maybe, like, laws change. and. Yeah. But even even, like, I find... It kind of comes down to the classic thing in that sense of, you know, if somebody thinks you're up to something suspicious and you're not, it's totally innocent. You feel guilty when they're asking you about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, say like a guard, like a policeman stops you. You're walking down the street at night. You've had maybe two pints and he stops you because you look like some fellow who robbed someone or something. Yeah, yeah. And just asks you where you're going. You suddenly feel guilty and you feel like everything you say is a lie and they're going to think you're up to something and yeah, you don't know yeah. what to do. And you're just like, I'm, I'm, uh, like they instantly make you really feel really nervous and guilty and you feel like you want to confess a crime you didn't commit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're just sort of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I didn't do anything. I'm, I'm guilty. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like if, if, if you're in like a big sort of department store yeah. when you walk by a security guard. You all you feel like I bet he thinks I robbed something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I've I've never like shoplifted. I wonder how it feels like when you actually rob and you're walking past that security. Like I kind of want to try. I just want to see. Do do all of a sudden you feel like so? Are you like right? I have to act really confident now. (laughs) And is that the giveaway? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Is is you better off like confident or you you need to find the medium? Yeah, yeah. funny <laughs> um it's a, it's a funny one the whole oh nothing to hide it's been on your own oh man i love i love being on my own me too i always i've always hoped i'd die alone <laughs> <laughs> um no i do you know it is i'm i'm happy with myself that's the thing where i think so many people aren't or they just get so caught up in well i guess and that's a reason that uh Big Brother wouldn't want people to be on their own. They wouldn't want people to get comfortable with themselves, to be happy yeah, with themselves. Because they need to love then, Big Brother. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just, I, I, that's my big kind of worry that it goes that route. Um, but also just where, as well as where everybody knows each other and you kind of can't spend any time alone, really, because everybody will know everything about you anyway, because where you're just walking down the street and 
it could be a person you've never met before, but like their information's just out there. Yeah. It's awful. That, I think, <laughs> but I think that is most the most likely scenario. Oh, sorry, yeah, like everything you do is just public, really. Yeah. So. It's no more privacy. But a lot of people, because a lot of people sign that over. And they're the, that's, again, the people that I see is not being by themselves, even if they are alone. Like people that check in everywhere on Facebook. Oh my God. Like that. There's a girl, I barely know her, but she's a Facebook friend. And I just, I even noticed that this morning she checked into hospital again. She's obviously got a medical issue. She's been in hospital like three or four times in the last few months, all different hospitals. But she keeps checking in whenever she goes in. And it's just like, it's to let people know she's in hospital because, oh, I'm sick and yeah, a bit of drama or something. But I, that's such a weird thought pattern to like want. That's something that normally would be private. Like you wouldn't, I wouldn't want no, people to know if I was in I, hospital. Uh, I find it really, there's one of the lads, uh, one of my boys, right? <laughs> and we go out drinking and he tags us all being at this pub. Oh, I hate the pub. Text, yeah. And we're all just like, no, dude, fuck off. I'm not like, and it could, like whatever privacy settings I have, like it'll come up going, you were tagged in at this yeah, location. I'm like, yeah. no, no, I wasn't. Yeah, but I, like, I think that's, that's really setting up people for just, yeah. it gets people comfortable with having everything out there. Yeah. When you, like when you've told people your sort of, what your medical problems through Facebook, what you're in hospital for yeah. or whatever, like, I don't know, you get into that thought pattern. What, like what, what will, will there ever be anything you don't, or you don't worry about other people knowing like. yeah, yeah well that's another actually sorry to just go back to newspeak because we didn't really talk about just when you met we mentioned oh, sorry, like yeah. facebook and all that it's i guess the abbreviations and every everything being shorthand nowadays even though you're typing yeah. on a keyboard and it's easier to type than ever but people are abbreviating everything that's just another man newspeak. i only recently found out what xd meant i haven't even heard x i see people like do a post and they write xd at the end of it Oh, that, I thought that was a... An, it's oh, an emoji. Yeah, yeah. But for ages, because it doesn't... On loads of things, it doesn't come up as the emoji. And I was like, yeah, what I'm the fuck l- is XD? And I was just like, explained definitely? For ages, I thought it meant... Like, it was an abbreviation Oh, right, yes. Yeah, so he thought it was, like, xylophone disco. <laughs> what a great name for a band. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> And you no, have that like, as your logo. Yeah, I thought it was like, you know explanation defined or some you know some yeah, stupid yeah. slang um or excellent definition or some bullshit like and i was just like what the fuck like why do people and and people write something that's kind of humorous and then put xd at the end I and mean, i'm like kisses to darren but it's it's not even them because they sound like such old men so. but it's, <laughs> it's not even them it's like words like, like why did they need to change babe to be I know. Uh, like, why did they just drop the B? Like, why did they need to do that? Uh, you speak, man. I saw ten, ten words, and one of them will be Bay. <laughs> I, I get down to yeah. <laughs> Well, like, you know the way everybody calls each other comrade in 1984. It's just B. Oh, well, in, in the film, it's brother and sister. Oh, I think they use, they might use that, but comrades more. Yeah, in the book. Um, but yeah, it'll just be Bay in. Our version, <laughs> yeah, like an maybe. even shit your version of 1984. <laughs> but I saw a funny thing, you know, like, like an old lady, like an old lady in the shop or something calls you honey or darling. It'll be like they. <laughs> well, don't worry. Vice has uh, tried to like get certain new words banned for being politically incorrect. Oh yeah. So they reckon they think YOLO is far more politically 
incorrect than like <laughs> any racial slur really yeah because you only live once it's, it's offensive to like buddhists who believe in <laughs> reincarnation <laughs> i assume that's just, just a satire oh yeah but yeah, they're yeah. kind of but they make a good like they make a good, they're pointing out how easy why it not? is yeah but think of it isn't it because they're it's an tech that's a phrase that's a direct attack on a religious belief yeah, yeah. it's like having a phrase that's saying like Jesus didn't die for your sins. <laughs> like, you know, that that'd be an attack on Christians. Jesus didn't G I D G Z If you're having a conversation with a Jewish per a Jewish person was having like a, a moral crisis and you were like, Well, you know, man, you just I think you just have to think what would Jesus do? That'd be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be quite insensitive. So like YOLO could be insensitive. You're like W J D man. Just it is, Buddhists do believe in reincarnation, or am I thinking of someone? Hindu is reincarnation, but yeah, I think so Buddhism it, is the evolution through reincarnation. Yeah, so it'll be like a offense to Hindus. Anyway, I, I, I no, is there, there is. I'm sure there is reincarnation. In Buddhism. No, I think B- Buddhism. Yeah, is there is. Yeah. I know they believe everything has a soul. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> It's, offen- it's offensive to somebody. Is their, yeah, point. No, their point is, it's offensive to somebody. Sorry, I brought us back to Newspeak, though, and where were we? Well, we kind of weren't. Anyway. Um, yeah, I suppose the last big thing is kind of the... Well, no, it's the, the double think, but that it kind of comes in line with the rewriting history and yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. We're really running out of time. Um so the like the big thing is even like Smith's job is he's just rewriting history yeah, to yeah. what fits the party line, which is also continuously changing what is the party line. Like they change who their allies are and who they're at war with midway through. And yeah. Then yeah. even when he's been tortured, um O'Brien is just like, Who are we at war with? And then he like He actually just can't remember. He can't remember because they've changed it. Yeah, and that's back to the double think of you know this is wrong but it's right because we say so yeah, yeah yeah now just to quickly mention O'Brien so O'Brien tricks oh sorry uh, yeah. Winston <laughs> o- 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 O'Brien meets with Winston to give him a book by uh, Goldstein who's the, meant to be the leader of the brotherhood who we don't yeah. even know if they're even real or just is it Goldstein but, they're shouting hate at isn't it yeah, yeah yeah he's the leader of the brotherhood who are a rebel group who it would seem is just a made up it seems like they've got such control that they don't, there's nobody even rebelling against Big Brother. Uh, even the bombs in the street from the Eurasian forces or whatever are probably bombs from themselves. Yeah, just to. I I, I was thinking that throughout the whole film that it was gonna he was gonna discover that there is no war at all, or something like that. Yeah, and and then you still kind of don't know if there is. There probably <laughs> isn't, but I get like something like that would just be he. He'd never be in a position to even find that out in this type of yeah, uh, yeah. story. Like, it was another, like, like starting out, like the first whatever, say half hour, forty minutes. That's where I thought it was going to yeah, go, yeah. And, was, and it just didn't go in that kind of which I still find really interesting. No, because essentially, like, it goes nowhere. Yeah, because the point is, like, it won't. You would just like one person would not just go. Would not be the you know the fucking the Keanu Reeves, the chosen one who ends up leading the rebellion. No, no. Like that just that never happened. Like he would just which is. What all the modern ones like uh, Hunger Games and all those—they're yeah, all yeah, about yeah. the chosen one. 
even something. What's that? Uh, Divergent or... No, it's, they're not even that shit. I wouldn't have seen any of them. No, it's... Uh, what's his name? Christian Bale's in one. It's very 1984. Where oh, Equilibrium. Yeah, yeah. But it's even in that where, like, that's very, like, 1984. But it still goes that route of, like, just going all out. He's not so much a chosen one, but it's one man against the Empire yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's more localized it's a really small city of like 20 30,000 people as well it's like the last city yeah, that's yeah controlled so it's a bit easier to rebel against i think and there is a huge group of rebels that he joins and stuff. oh yeah but that's but that's like the way yeah. they all go it's one guy who yeah finds who finds that there is a rebel and he joins them and helps them win <laughs> yeah i he's very much the chosen one neo yeah, in yeah. the matrix yeah katniss in hunger games yeah, like in everything that isn't is in nineteen eighty four. Yeah. It seems so. Yeah, O'Brien gives him the book to just catch him. Essentially, oh, mentioned yeah. That. It's uh, so it's kind of weird because it's like as we were saying at the start, they have this kind of look between them, and you think it's O'Brien and Smith are kindred spirits who don't necessarily buy into all the whole thing, but the whole thing is just O'Brien is setting him up to make him even more of a criminal. Or yeah. It's crazy um well i don't think it's even that he's setting them up to begin with i think like the original when you said when you saw him look at him in the two minutes of here at the beginning and then yeah. winston starts chanting you taught us but originally it was because he was oh, ready to get caught yeah yeah i was like well that turns out no that is why he was looking at him essentially that yeah. he was just keeping an eye on him yeah and then just had to verify it for his own sake and yeah you just wonder how many times did o- has O'Brien done that? Yeah. How many people has he done that? Yeah, then the whole torturing him is all about breaking him as a person. And kind of it gets into the double think and thought crimes as well is not thinking the way they want you to. Yeah. Pretty much. That's the simplest way to explain it is yeah. thinking independently of what they want you to think. A thought crime is essentially subconscious as well, though. Like t- talking in your sleep would be a thought crime. Yeah. It's only if you've no control over it, it's still considered a thought yeah. crime. Like. There's even there's the scene where he's in the cell and his mate, who's his neighbor, as the two kids. Yeah, he yeah. Co- he's thrown into the cell with them, and he's like, "Turns out I was a thought criminal. I didn't even know it. Yeah, My daughter yeah, yeah. found out for me, and it's just like, what the fuck? Like that's so messed up. How do you think you could fare in that world? Well, you see, it depends." I was thinking about this earlier, and it's how, you know, I suppose you're born into that society, aren't you? You're raised in it. Uh, Yeah, but not entirely. Like, he's got memories of just before. Yeah, he's like a kid when they start coming to power or something. Yeah. So yeah. it would have to be the same for us then, wouldn't it? Um, I'd probably react the same, in a lot of ways the same way as him. Though, I don't know, would I go for the uh, try and become a pro and just try and have an easy yeah, life. Yeah, that's mine. I think that's the way to survive it is just... Or do you just pack your bags and just go walking? Assuming yeah. that, that the, the reach of that government wouldn't really extend. You'd imagine, like you wouldn't know, but my, I would imagine it wouldn't extend too far outside of Airstrip 1. Yeah. Like when they go off, he goes off on the train for the group walk and then meets Julie and they have sex in the woods. Yeah. I was like, fucking stay there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you'd imagine like you probably can't even pack a bag. Like if you leave the no, house no. with a bag, there's eyes on you. Yeah. No, the living as a prole is probably the best yeah. option. And just keep your head down, enjoy the pub. Or when you meet O'Brien, when he asks you to come to back to his house, yeah, do you just as soon as you're in the door, just be like, "I think Big Brother's awesome." But like I know what you're doing, I just want to be a part of it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want you do you just like try and get to the inner party to just be away from? Oh yeah, yeah. Try and get up there. Yeah, and we're just like because how do see you, through his? Because I wonder like is because I I would never fall for, like I feel I would never fall for somebody who's in the inner party, not being a true believer I'm, to somebody of a lower like to the outer party person. Yeah, yeah. I just I just would never buy it. I would never have uh, taken that book off him. No. I'd have reported him to the top police. Well, I'd have said that to him because I would have never trusted that, that. Even if it turned out he was... Just giving you a 10th edition dictionary. <laughs> no, 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 no. But even like yeah, if yeah. he was... If, if he gave me that Goldstein book, I would like denounce him right there. I'd throw down the book like, how dare you turn against Big Brother? Because camera, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd like leave telling him I was going to report him. And until he threatened my life, until he was about to kill me because he thought I was going to dumb in, then I'd be like, oh, I was just testing. I just had to make sure this wasn't a trap. Like, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. way that I'd just take the book and go, oh, cool. Like, yeah. you just assume but straight I think that's away he's trying to trap you. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I think Smith is, he's kind of naive, but that's sort of the point in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, it's because this is a new way of thinking for him. So he's kind of, yeah, yeah. Inexperienced to it or something. It's funny. Uh, yeah, no, it's just the other option is to say, well, just do the exact same thing. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's just, it's not more, it, it's not really a scenario you can talk about in those terms. Like, yeah. But like, uh, I, like I was saying earlier, I, um, I know I've said it a few times. I've always been that person, like from a kid, I was just questioned. I was never cheeky or disobedient, but I always questioned authority. <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean yeah. i always like especially with like religion and stuff i just was never a follower i always wanted to n- understand why do people do this you know i was just as an outsider and that's in in my way of thinking i think and it's and i'm sure you're the same as well and it so i probably find myself in trouble in that world pretty quickly <laughs> yeah yeah were they trying to be like even just you don't get to. You don't even really get to the inner party. You're vaporized before you really have a job. Uh, like you might not make it by the uh, the young spies, as as a kid. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that'd be the most difficult. Like I, I don't see like yeah how you can even get to adulthood. Yeah, in that world and still question things. Like it, it's the fact that Winston exists and Julia exists. Is, it's a contradiction, nearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well that's it like you'd imagine that there's very few that sneak by well, and then you learn well no nobody really sneaks by because they like they've been watching them all along well they don't get like they don't get away for wait, for any length really like it's like they, a couple of weeks I think it's implied uh, it's m- months specifically in the book I guess time, yeah. it's hard to pass time and uh, but month, like a few months is nothing like when they yeah and like well it's more like it's it's a period of months but how many like they wait weeks before meeting the second time and stuff like yeah there's a moment so. where she's like um oh, i'm gonna leave they're in the bedroom 
and she's like, oh, I'm going to leave. Give me half an hour. And he's like, when can I see you again? She's like, oh, it'll be a few weeks. Otherwise, people will be suspicious. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the next scene is they're in bed again. So it's obviously like three, four weeks have passed. And- yeah. So the point is they, um, they're they being together for that period. Didn't It's not like they weren't going to get away anyway. So like they were yeah. kept in line pretty quickly. Like it's nobody sneaks by. No. Um, yeah. And it's interesting. The... Uh, so the, in the end, Winston just essentially tortured. He's brought to room 101 to, uh, to in the Ministry of Love. To I, I'll give you a quote. It's O'Brien. You once asked me, Winston, what is in room 101? I think you know. Everyone does. The thing that is in room 101 is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> that's, yeah. like, that's a great quote. Uh, and it's just his biggest... It's whatever is your biggest fear, basically. So here's the thing. How do you think they knew about the rats? Yeah. Do they not say they read his journals? I wonder if he write about it in his journals, but... Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's, he, well, he could have wrote about rats, but... Yeah. Because there is the thing that the only person that knows he's afraid of rats is Julia. Oh, yeah. So is she... Well, the idea you, was she a spy to begin with. I did think that for a while. Um, a lot of people, there's a whole theory. It's like, he knows, he, he suspects Winston before Winston ever meets Julia, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there'd, be no, there'd be no purpose to using her. Like, her whole job is to just go around doing that. But, like, there'd have been no, pur- but there'd been no yeah. purpose. Yeah. Like, they already knew he was a yeah, dissident. Yeah. So. And it's not like they needed evidence to prove no. him guilty, because they can just do whatever the fuck they no, want. No. I mean, most of the people, they don't even... Like, half the shit Winston was doing, they wouldn't have even known about anyway. Like, they yeah, were just yeah. going to do that. They were going to do that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, they probably didn't even know about the the stuff with Julia they probably didn't even know about, like. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the only... Yeah. And they have this whole thing of, like, they're going to assassinate him. But then they don't, or do they? It's just this whole... It's left kind of ambiguous but it's but they killed who he was yeah yeah and made a new person um he's just like he is just f- free Fuck. in the end yeah yeah like i think the idea is that they didn't need to kill him well that there's been a lot there's a lot of people that this might have happened to that like half of the people in the outer party probably have because you know in the grand scheme of things it's kind of they're all kind of they're the first generation yeah, people yeah. have grown up with Big Brother, so, so of they course need to be half, brainwashed half of them probably have moved away from the party at one point for a few days and went to room one hundred and one, and were left back. Yeah, yeah, dropped back into society. It's only been a few. The people that were vaporized have actually been like a very small minority of people. Yeah, and um, even this is even uh, some of the people who were vaporized were party leaders. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's kind of I think that's the scary thing about it is. You might have a bunch of corrupt lunatics <laughs> who uh, who set up the party in the first place. Maybe they started with good good intentions, and then it goes too corrupt and out of hand. But it becomes its own self replicating machine, and then they're enemies of their own creation. The whole society is so built into the thing of Big Brother that eventually it just becomes its own entity not even run by the original party members or the party anymore no it's just so perpetual that it's people constantly suspecting and forcing each other all the time to be this thing 
and then there's essentially nobody else enforcing it but themselves. Yeah, yeah. And it just continues that way. <laughs> Forever. Pretty much. Yeah, who who knows how many people have been through that. Like, it, like he could have been, people he could have been sitting at the table talking to might have been in room 101 themselves, like... Yeah, and they almost don't even know it anymore because they're just so... Well, like, him and... They both meet at the end and they just yeah. don't acknowledge each other. They just act like... She's like, I'll see you later. And he's like, yeah, maybe. And that's it. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, yeah. But it's not unless it's like they've never... They're just... It's just the same as everybody else. They're just... It's yeah. just comrade again. Yeah. It's almost like your memory being wiped, but you know that it's not that you're just... But you yeah. just have to believe it. It's 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 double think. The last page of the book, it kind of it changes to uh, almost make it sound positive. Like all because it's written, it's it's not written in the first person, but it's always Winston's point of view. Yeah. So as you draw to the end, like it talks about how he'd finally succeeded, and he and the, the, his moments of impurity had subsided and now he could go on he loved big brother <laughs> like it, the last line of the book is he loved big brother yeah and it's, that's wow how it goes for him yeah so like in that sense it's really hopeless i think oh completely yeah so you either don't make it through childhood <laughs> yeah yeah or well you do you make it through childhood and then you're brainwashed and conditioned and you end up in room 101 and when you're like 14 or, yeah, I'd say you don't even make a tree child. Just vaporize. Or you get real smart and you pretend to be a pro. Yeah, look, I think that's a good option for anybody. Yeah. Uh, no, but I think the only solution, like, the, the simple lesson to be learned from 1984 is don't let it happen. <laughs>